0: What's up, everybody? How are ya? I miss y'all. Um, so, some crazy, crazy big news. I have started the giveaway. giveaway started up a couple days ago uh, for the Draft Top. For anyone who hasn't heard me talk about it, it's the device that opens beer cans. So, it's like drinking topless is their claim to fame. Ridiculously cool um, gift. You can enter in for a chance to win um and to follow that where you can enter in a chance to win is my website finally got that thing going super stoked about it took a lot of work more work than i thought it would be um but got it all finished up all touched up so if you want to enter for a chance to win you can go right to the website gives you the option to join a mailing list if you want to find out when the next podcasts are coming out um probably some sneak peeks and stuff like that probably also going to be putting out some extra additional content which will not be on the podcast. I will probably address it here and there. Um, So it could be a little added benefit for you as well. That being said, under the Extras tab, it's the uh, first option. Just click the little link, fill out your information, and I'm going to be picking a winner at the end of September uh, is when it ends, probably the beginning of October. I will pick somebody from the list. Yes, it will be 100% random, and you can win. So that's all the crazy big news. Um, the next thing is the sponsorship, Nerds That Care. Thank you so much for everything you guys do, uh, for supplying the room. Tonight I had an insurance person on. You need insurance, you go to an expert. You need computer assistance, you go to an expert. It's just, it's what you do. It's, And I don't mean that in a negative way or anything like that, but if you hurt yourself... If you hurt your shoulder, you go to a specialist for shoulders. You go to a doctor. You go to a physical therapist. When you have an issue with your computer, you go to the nerds. You come to us, and we help you out. And together, we find the right solution for you. That's how it works. It's that simple. They manage They manage your IT needs. They manage your... I shouldn't say they. We manage your data security, your backups... We do everything from trying to cut costs on things that you're wasting money on in the technology world and everything like that. So definitely go check them out. And lastly, I would like to take a second to introduce Jonathan Carroll. Jonathan is a dear friend of mine, a insurance broker for a company called Bradley and Parker. He's an absolute genius. Um, walking into this, I had not really too much of an idea about insurance other than the fact that everybody needs it. <coughs> And far and few between, people don't have enough of it. So we kind of cover on how you can protect your assets, how you can, how you how you know if you're getting the right amount, and different things like that, and kind of how it works. Um, I also learned a little bit on the legal side too of uh, things that you should and should not have a broker for. So super cool, dude. We got we went all over the place: insurance, planes, um, family life, all these different things, connecting people banks i mean we're all over just really really cool people he talks about a lot of really good people especially if you're on the Island. he he plugs a bunch of his friends who are uh have been treating him extremely well and are super stellar people um and we set something up to hopefully get some of those people on the show so without further ado please welcome jonathan carroll up brother how are
1: you man i'm good man how are you
0: i'm i'm fantastic as we experiment with the giraffe top
1: i would like to uh actually before we begin thank you for letting me use the bathroom because it would have been really bad
0: what oh if, you, if had you not prior yes,
1: so i'm glad you had a working facility
0: yes i feel like that's probably standard in some in most places but every, I, I, I could imagine um as we both travel quite a bit uh you do find those Far and few betweens that don't have a working facility. Right, right,
1: right, right. And this draft <laughs> exactly, top. I is, have not had any issues. This draft top is cool. I, 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 this is awesome. So I, I love it.
0: Yeah, it's a cool. It's a. It's definitely a cool little trinket. So, um, all right. So I need to learn. So I'm going to be super selfish right now. Tell me about insurance. I don't even know how this shit works. I just know that everybody's got to have it.
1: Uh. All right. Well, I don't even so, know how it works. So that's a broad question, <laughs> and honestly, I would need to get someone from my office because, like you just said, I don't really don't know how insurance works either. Uh, I'm really good at like delegating and leaning on other people. Uh, fortunately, I have a good team in my office. Uh, but but the it's funny with the first thing that popped into my mind when you brought up learning about how insurance works is th- the biggest complaint I hear is that people say I was not covered. I had a house and. Uh, I had a, a a something happened and this was excluded and that was excluded. And, uh, something that's really wacky about insurance is that, you know, they cover you for things that they state you're covered for. And if you, if you didn't buy flood insurance and your house floods, you don't have coverage for flood. And yeah, and and that kind of sucks when I have to have conversations like that with people because they really didn't understand what they were buying.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's, it's, it's so bad. This is bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I've always, I feel like at least growing up, I've always heard like, what happens if like a meteor comes down and hits your car? I'm covered, what? really? Covered. Act of God.
1: Falling debris. Co- act of God is hysterical. Is that a real? thing? F- no act of God, act of God, of God exclusion. There's no. <laughs> there's no red cars pay higher premiums. That those things don't exist. Really?
0: Oh, I did not you know that. You can
1: buy flood insurance. You can buy tornado insurance. You can buy hurricane. I always vi- envision tur- uh, tornadoes as the finger of God laying a path of destruction across the land. (laughs) Here's the path of screw you. Yeah, tornadoes (laughs) covered, hurricanes covered, floods covered. After I just said it's excluded, assuming you buy it. Um, So, yes, there's no act of God exclusion in an insurance policy, and people with red cars don't pay higher rates.
0: Okay, so, but if they have more tickets, they do.
1: Well, yes, but that has nothing to do with the color of your car. It's just like saying, well, then I could say, blonde women have pay higher rates because mm. they're more likely to be wild and crazy and fun and who, I gotcha. who you and I want to hang out with, but Absolutely. they're, they're going to have more tickets and have more claims.
0: I gotcha. All right. So fair enough. Pretty pretty straightforward. Right, right, right. So, all right. That and makes you, sense then. You
1: save that one as I started to go down a bad path with no. <laughs> <laughs> Why flood is excluded. Bring me back, man.
0: Bring me back. I'm going down. Go to the pit. The, all right, cool. So that, that's actually pretty funny. So I never knew that about insurance. Right. So, and as you were saying before, and and we got, oh, my God, we went on so many tangents, and, and Jonathan knows uh, my good friend, or our good friend, I should say. Uh, I don't want to be selfish. Uh, our friend Lee and Josh, they've both been on the show.
1: Uh, yeah, Lee Shuckman and uh, Josh Kreitzman. And uh, I, I'm actually, a little, the, my only nervousness coming on here was having to follow up <laughs> Uh, Lee and Josh, because Josh is hysterically funny, and uh, I'm no way near going to be as entertaining as he is.
0: He's tough. He's he, tough. He, the he's last tough one we to did follow. too. He's he's an animal. He's an absolute animal. And it, and the craziest part is too, is after we had did that we had did done that show, um, actually at the magic show we were at, somehow we got on the topic of toilet paper, and which way it's supposed to go.
1: Not surprising
0: yeah (laughs) and uh, yeah you can see where our minds were and um and we just have conflicting we have conflicting viewpoints on how you
1: well there is a patent that shows it it, the toilet paper goes over the top right yes
0: josh is like no only spawns of satan go that way well
1: he's completely wrong you
0: hear that josh i know he's gonna listen to this one of course he is he's gonna get oh i'm gonna get a text message maybe i'll get an angry phone call
1: uh, and we should give uh, credit to uh, Michael Rossi for hosting or, or performing at that magic show. He yes. Was... Oh, Michael Rossetti. Rossetti. He's
0: actually been on the show. I gotta, that's what I, that's I, what I said.
1: <laughs> Rossetti. <laughs> <When>,
0: uh, <laughs> it's funny because I saw him. He's like, dude, when are we doing another show? I was like, I was going to ask you the same thing. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm super busy. And he's been booked up to the gills lately, and he's absolutely killing the magic show. But he's he was extremely funny, and he had yes. some extremely talented people on that show
1: the mentalists oh yeah. my god yeah. yeah that last guy was crazy with the cat
0: oh yeah yeah <laughs> blew my mind right blew my mind for anyone who doesn't know what a mentalist is go you could probably youtube it although you'll probably be super skeptical on youtube but these this guy did it in front of us straight no bs everybody takes the oath of like yeah i'm not cheating whatever it is i wasn't planted here but it was definitely an interesting experience
1: yeah <laughs> That's it? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I mean, well, because at the Mentalist show, uh, and I can't remember the guy's name, and that's why I'm I'm Uh. balking up right now. I think it was Kyle or Keith, something with a K. Yes. But the guy pulled a random woman out of the audience, asked her to envision any city on the planet. He stared at her for like 10 seconds, and then says Honolulu. And she was in awe because. Like it wasn't fixed. You could tell it was not fixed. Yeah. It was a small audience. The guy was ridiculously amazing. It was it was ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Very, very impressive. I'm
1: sorry I don't remember his name. He was he was
0: I'll get his name. I'll probably have him I'm gonna try to get him on the show. Alright. If you cool. could do that and the the one trick out of all of them that blew my mind is the um what it they did with like a quarter. And it was put put a quarter in both hands and he guessed he had like seven, what was it seven or eight people up front? Eight people. Eight people, and they're exchanging the quarter amongst them all. And he turns around for fifteen seconds and goes, "You know, exchange, exchange a quarter amongst you all. Hold the quarter in, one, in your hands and hold them both face face down and out forward. And I'm gonna guess. And what is it, sixteen hands? And they guessed it right. Yep. Crazy. It was crazy. Definitely crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty amazing too. It was it was very very entertaining show, and it was in support of uh, Justin McAuliffe, who works for Outsource Your Books. He yes. actually his... he was
0: actually on the show. He's coming on the show next next week.
1: Uh, cool. So his father in law, um, who's just retired, and I don't really know him that well. His name's Kevin. I don't know Kevin that well, but Kevin is starting has started a charity, and his goal mm-hmm. is just to try to help people. And he raises money and he donates that money to other charities. He makes nothing off of it, mm-hmm. and he's organized um, events like. Uh, the last event I went to was a uh, like a poker uh, casino night. Okay, and you know you donate some money and you, and you support Kevin and and uh, Kevin seems like a great guy and he organized this night along with Justin and Justin's getting a lot of his friends and referral sources like me and other mm-hmm. people to attend. So it's really good for uh, for Kevin and Justin. So. Yeah,
0: that's it. It was awesome, absolutely awesome. I, I met with Kevin, not Kevin, uh, Justin yesterday, and uh, we we hit it off. I mean, we hit it off, and I'm like, "Dude, you are amazing. You have a million ideas in your brain. We gotta sit down. And if you want oh, to we'll do a podcast, Justin is the
1: Energizer Bunny, bouncing off the walls. He's he amazing. Has so much energy. Yep, amazing. And he,
0: and it radiates it too. Yep. It's the craziest thing. Like he walks in that room, and you feel oh, and the you energy, walk,
1: and you walk away from him feeling like a million dollars.
0: Yes. Yep. No matter what it is, for right. some reason, I feel like he could be. He could tell you the worst news ever, and you'll still feel good.
1: Right. Well, yes, absolutely. You owe the IRS ten thousand dollars, and he helps you write the check, and you just feel great. You sleep, <laughs> sleep amazing that night. <laughs> I
0: just paid the. He, I just I just paid the demon, and I feel I'm okay with that.
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> I lo- I love it. So, and now to go back to what we were saying before with um with like Lee and the connections, you were. What was that color thing that you were discussing?
1: Oh, so my wife had told me about um, a book where, I don't know the name of it, but apparently everyone has a color. The author uses like some kind of color guiding system to assign to to individuals based upon their behavior, and apparently I think I'm the color orange, and that means that I'm a connector, which means as a salesperson and a Mm. producer, my job uh, obviously is to generate revenue for my company and my family, but... Um, the way that I do that is by trying to help other people, and I help other people by connecting them together. So, if to use Lee as an example, Lee Schuckman, mm-hmm. Chandler Training plug. Um, I'm still on the screen, by the way. Go ahead, I told you, uh, but please talk into the mic. We're making a podcast here, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so to use Lee as an example, what 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 I would generally do is I get to know somebody, and I. And I allow them to tell me how they grow their business and I learn about them. And then when she says that her goal is to meet sales managers or owners of companies or salespeople that are suffering in their business a little bit and she's got a system by which she can train and grow them so they can be more productive, I I kind of file that away and then... When I meet people that I think might be a good fit for her, I make an introduction. And I'm very candid about the introductions I make. So if I introduced Lee to you, Harrison, yeah. you would never feel like, oh, oh, Jonathan hit me over the head with this person, Lee. Yeah. I'm tr- I show you how it's going to be beneficial to you and to her. And mm-hmm. when I make the introduction, even if you don't do business together, you're both winning. And Absolutely. my goal that I've worked on over the last 15 years is to grow my business in a way where I just try to help, help, help. And if I end up helping 10 people and and one person pays me back with a referral, at the end of the day, I end up winning. And and that helps me to um, grow my business and grow my network. And I'm helping my friends and the people that help me back. Obviously, I'm going to help them again and again and again. And, And that's how I've grown the the network I have of people that uh, I refer business to, and they refer business to me. Yeah,
0: and you have a you have a huge network compared to most people.
1: Um, I I, I guess so. I I I um, I'm
0: pumping you up here, but
1: thank you. And and a lot of the people that you know, you're you're younger, right? So you're mm-hmm. like 30 years old. I'm I'm 43. I'm a little older. I've been doing this for a little longer. And a lot of the younger people that I know uh, that are in sales and trying to grow their business, everybody struggles, and I struggled, and I was there, and I and I completely get it. Uh, and and I'm at the point now. Like you, you just even from the beginning, you just always do the right thing. You always just try to help people, and at the end, it comes back karma. If if you know you don't like that word, it's 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 so in true, Some though. form, it's, so it's true. a it's a real thing. Yeah. And I just always tell myself I have to look in the mirror. I have to be able to go to sleep at night. I have children. I want to raise my children, do the right thing. I just always try to do the right thing to the point that it annoys my wife. Yeah. You know, like I <laughs> got to leave a note on that guy's car because I tapped his door, you know, yeah. and and just things like that. And, that, and that's kind of like it's the rule set by which I try to live my life, and it, it kind of works out. So
0: Absolutely. The uh, Just recently I've really, uh, and to use the word karma again, definitely felt it. I always felt like – and I and I had no expectation of getting anything back. I've always given, given, given. Anybody needs a hand, let me help you. Like if I can help you, I will. As long as I have the time to do it, I will do it. And if I don't have the time to do it, and you really need help, I'll do it. Whatever it is, and more so now than prior, it's 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 coming back. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Maybe like, maybe this is all the times I've helped people. Now it's now it's coming back, and. Then,
1: it's a thing. Yeah, it's that. Da- oh, thing. it's
0: it's real as could be.
1: And and uh, J- we mentioned Josh Kreitzman earlier. Um, him and I only met may- maybe six months ago, and we hit it off because we both like to laugh and have fun, and he's a funny guy. And uh, about two months ago, I was at a concert with my wife at Jones Beach, and we got hit by a drunk driver while we were driving. Oh. And um, it- the damage wasn't bad. We pulled over. The cops came. It was. Horrible because I actually offered the other guy an out to leave before the cops come because he was wasted. Yeah, and he got arrested and the, and the cops locked him up right in front of me and they didn't lock me up and they made me take a breathalyzer and I I passed barely and I was thankful for that. Yeah, and uh, but what was crazy was I had been prior to the accident I had been having a text conversation with Leslie Pfeiffer from Outsource Your Books and mm-hmm. and Lee Shuckman and yep. Josh Kreitzman and Um, separate from... So I mentioned to them that I was just in this accident. No one was hurt and we're fine, but we're stuck on the side of the road waiting for the cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And Josh sent me a separate text offering to come to the accident scene and, like, drive me home or drive my wife home. Yeah. And it was, like, 1 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night. And He's the man. He's, like, that was... There was no referral or anything Josh could ever have done
2: uh-huh.
1: that would equate to an offer to leave his house in the middle of the night. For I mean, I mean, I kind of thought we were friendly before. He's my friend now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, that shows some serious. He's such an amazing guy.
0: Yep. So, not most to people, make it, most people don't appreciate that. Which that is was heavy. <laughs> 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 we went deep. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean Josh is and and everybody that you mentioned, outstanding people. I know all of them, but it's that when you get to that level of somebody willing to do something like that, it means a lot. Like there's a, there's a buddy of mine right now. To, uh, he sent it out to a group text. He's like, "Hey, is anybody around tonight? I need a ride home from Laguardia." I'm like, "This dude doesn't even have a ride home from the airport. He lives 45 minutes away." I go, "Look, I'll help you out. Like if you need a, if you need it, let me know. I know there's a bunch of people that live a hell of a lot closer to Laguardia." Ask them and if nobody helps you out, let me know. I'll come out. Like I'll sacrifice my sleep to to go get you. Just that's if nobody else can do it. Otherwise I live thirty minutes away from you and then I still gotta drive to LaGuardia. But if you need it, I'm there for you. Right. So and and that goes so undervalued for so many people.
1: Well people don't get it. You know, you 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 gotta give a little to get a little. And
0: you know most of the time you give a little, you get a lot. Right. That's like that's I mean, that's not always the rule of thumb, but a majority of the time you give somebody your time it'll it'll pay for itself tenfold and in and, and it might not even be from that person just all of a sudden things start to work in your favor right and it's the weirdest like i helped a lady on saturday she's like look you know i don't really have any money but i really need help moving and i was like look you know i give you a couple hours in the morning like how long do you think it's gonna take she's like oh it's this much space i'm like. Pff. We're banging out in like, two hours. And I literally had it done in, like, just over two hours. It was right. like, two hours and 15 minutes. She's like, you have no idea how much I appreciate it. And then all of a sudden, people, calls are coming in. People are buying things. I'm like, I'm like, what? Nobody. This was so stagnant last week. Like, what happened? I helped this lady for two and a half hours. I gave her, gave her a Saturday morning. And all of a sudden, now everybody wants to buy things from me.
1: So I don't believe that karma works exactly like that. But it's nice that that happened. Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. It, who knows? Maybe. Meaning, I just feel like you 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 put out a certain um, you know radio frequency. You have yes. an antenna that's broadcasting that you're mm-hmm. a good guy. You have an antenna that's broadcasting that you're looking for a fist fight. You have an antenna that's broadcasting you like crazy broads that are going to create drama. <laughs> you're going to end up with those things. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, um, uh, so so. The better example would be you helped that lady move and then yeah. she talked you up to a few people and you ended up getting some business in some other way through her. You yeah. know, But the fa- the fact that you got some business the final week, you didn't know where it came from, at least that is a good sign that you know, in general, you're doing the, the right thing in your life. You're putting the right uh, 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 energy out into mm-hmm. the world in general because you're doing that good thing every day of the week. It's not just with her when you did that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and who knows? And I don't even contribute to that. I just met a guy – through instagram like i was telling you before he has a huge huge following and he's unbelievably st- unbelievably smart and i told him about the podcast and like we just had like a it was like it was just like meant to be like that whole thing and i'm like like what happened that he was just like i and we to up talking he's like you make great content and i was like wow thank you so much like i appreciate the, the compliment and he's like i want to help you like i want to get your word out and i was like like what are the chances that I just magically talk to this person, and all of a sudden, I don't even—I haven't even met him yet. We're going to be doing a Skype call hopefully next week, and all of a sudden, he's like, "I believe in you, and I want to help
1: you." That's certainly better than I want to be on your show.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh that drops. Now me you nuts. just need
1: for him to not cancel. Yeah. No, you the, said uh, that. In the world of insurance, well like uh when you get a big order uh, you you don't tell anyone until you have the check in your hand. You uh, yeah, yeah, Until the check is cashed. Yep, yeah, right? you know, because they could change their mind, you know.
0: At any at any minute.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah,
0: you get hopium. Right. Exactly. Hopium's a real thing. Yep, it is. If anybody doesn't know what hopium is. Hopium is like oh, they said like they're going for it, they're going for it, and all of a sudden you smoke a little hopium, and that's just like you get that high of like, Oh, I'm gonna close this deal. And you kill it. And something happened, whatever it is, the wind blew the wrong way, or what, and gone. Right, right. into thin air. So that's but it was just like what are the chances that I meet with this guy.
1: Well, the chance is that you've been... How many episodes have you done now?
0: Uh, this is going to be like 38 or 39. So,
1: so here's a funny thing in the world. You know, like people talk about being lucky and, and having luck. And people have, you know, my... my I don't believe in luck. I, I don't want to get too crazy. Yeah. But it's kind of what you were actually just talking yeah. about. Um, but, you know, I, my dad was a school bus mechanic. We, okay. we didn't have a lot of money. We, we, we were on the poorer side. We weren't poor, but I always had food. You mm-hmm. know, and... and so I'm not crying poverty or anything like that. But um, you know, I had less opportunity and and I kinda made things happen for myself. And when people now say to me, Oh, you're very lucky because this happened and because that happened, I actually kinda get a little insulted by being called lucky. Yeah. Because it's not luck, it's hard work. Yes. I I made it happen. Yep. So you put out thirty, forty episodes on your show and you're figuring things out and didn't have a mentor to teach you how to do this thing and you're researching and spending your own effort and energy and sweat to make things happen. And then you meet someone who can at least, you know, motivate – at a bare minimum, let's say the guy's going to provide you with some motivation, a little bit more exposure, right? Yeah. Maybe some more great things can happen beyond that. But he's giving you a little bit of exposure and a little bit of, of more momentum. So was that luck? Of course not. You you have yeah. spent time and energy positioning yourself to be ready to catch that softball that the guy yep. threw you. Opportunity that,
0: meets preparedness. That he
1: never would have thrown you if you hadn't done everything you've done for the yeah. last, you know, year or two up until now.
0: Mm-hmm. People oh, and and you're right. People like oh, you're so lucky you have a great boss that that is going that helps you out and and sponsors the podcast and gives you room or oh dude, you're so lucky that yeah, you're so lucky. You, you could do this. And I'm like It's not, don't get me wrong, I'm extremely fortunate that Nerds of Care sponsors
1: the show and gives me the room, but... If you start slacking off and not doing your job, do you still have this room? Nope, gone. Exactly, so are you lucky... No, it's all no. hard work. You're and and at the, and, and and I don't know the first thing about your boss. I don't know his name. I don't know anything about your company. <laughs> James, he's been on so, the show actually. But but so when we talk about James, um it, do you think that James thinks that at the end of the day he might get something in return out of supporting you? Of course he does. Yeah. We all have our own self-interest in mind when we do most of the things that we do, and there's nothing wrong with James for saying, "All right, I'm going to support this venture, mm-hmm. and we're going to see how it goes." Absolutely. You know, it, it's 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 that's that whole orange thing of helping someone else. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, 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 it's a great thing.
0: Absolutely. But back to it. It drives me not. Oh, oh, you're so lucky you have a podcast. I'm like, oh, you know, oh, you, you're lucky you have a studio. I'm like, I was given a room. I turned it into a studio. I turned it into, like, the little hangout spot. And on top of that, the with amount the, of...
1: With the weird paint...
0: Yeah, I, I, I fucking.
1: No, I actually like it now that I figured it out. <laughs> I'm I'm cool with everything except except
0: that I gotta fi- I gotta figure out that around the the outlets, but um, but people always say, oh, you know, you're so lucky you started a podcast. I'm like, luck, right? Do you lucky. have any fucking idea how much work I put? You know how many Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays and Mondays I went to work all fucking day. I got home at six o'clock at night and worked on my podcast till midnight. People have
1: no idea. No, you're lucky, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just chalking up the luck. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, got the luck. I got the lucky hand. Whatever. Yep. So I'm very fortunate for what I have. Don't get me wrong. But the blood, sweat, and tears that people don't see, be- and, and you as well. I mean, you're very successful in what you do and working with sales and traveling, and you do quite a bit of travel, I, I know. It's not luck. It's that blood, sweat, and tears. And most people won't even see the blood, sweat, and tears behind and, it.
1: you know, another thing that that is really good it's not it's not just being fortunate and having the fire and it's good that you have the fire and, and that I had the fire it's also having people that support you and our mentors our friends um, I've, I was lucky enough to have lucky there's that word again <laughs> I was, fortunate enough yeah. to have uh, a couple of mentors that have been uh, super super supportive of me um, I don't know if you've heard recently in, at, about Bradley and Parker and you probably haven't heard this, so I'm gonna give you a little curveball. Yeah. But our CEO, mm-hmm. uh his name is Wayne Noland. Okay. Uh recently transitioned from being a male to a female. Okay. And I he did not legally know that. changed his name to Wynne. And that's a cool name. Yeah, W Y N N E instead of W A Y N E. Uh, okay. And so it was a easy transition with his name and I love the name just because it's, you know, you're winning. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And, yeah. Uh can I ever name my child that W I N N? Right,
1: exactly. And and um I got a lot of I didn't get blowback. But I got a lot of people asking me very um like how I was handling it because it's 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 different. It's not you know, we hear about it in the news. It's something that happens over there. It's not something that happens right where you work. Yeah. And the, the fortunate thing for Win is that he's she's the CEO of our company, mm-hmm. so she's had things a little easier than uh, an eighteen-year-old that doesn't have financial resources or business experience or things like that. Um, and and I've had very very little pushback from people with negative comments yeah and you know frankly for myself it was it was challenging initially to to figure out how to cope with it and then what i really came back to and it kind of comes back to that orange thing of helping people yeah what i really came back to is that you know i've been with Bradley and parker for six years and wayne when win was wayne wayne was one of the most supportive people i've ever had in my life when my wife got pregnant and i needed a little bit more money wayne gave me the money when I got Bradley and Parker sued, Wayne, <laughs> Wayne defended me in the lawsuit. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> when, I, I don't know if I should ask. Well, well you know, we, we could talk about it as, as much as I'm able or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. But when uh, three years ago when I dove headfirst into a swimming pool and broke my neck and I was in traction literally for six months in my yeah. bed, I didn't miss a paycheck. And those are all the things that Wayne did for me. So if this is what Wayne needs to do, in I'm sorry. If this is what Win needs to do in order to feel like a whole person, then I'm going to support her. And yeah. And you know, obviously, with the podcast, you can't really see what I look like or anything, but I'm not a small guy. And I hey, was what? Are you 6'2". Six,
0: six, six,
1: okay. I'm a little fat, but you know, you're not fat. I'm I'm fluffy. <laughs> I don't like the word fat. Fluffy is a good but, word. But if, if if it came down to it. The, the bottom line is that wins my friend. And mm-hmm. if you insult my friend like you, like you could insult any of my friends, I have to hurt you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have to physically injure you, and I'm right, sorry. Right, right, right. It's, it's built into this.
1: So it, it's been, it's been, uh, it's, it, it hasn't been a roller coaster. It's been pretty boring with Win because everybody's been so accommodative. Mm-hmm. But I've been in my mind so preparing this chess game. Like, well, what happens if I have a problem? What happens if someone's rude or obnoxious? You know, and 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 then the, then I realize that the most obnoxious person has been me because I'm so close with Win yeah. that when we're alone, I make the most obnoxious jokes to her uh and she just <laughs> thinks it's all hysterical yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> because we're friends yes so that's uh that's that's been an interesting uh that's little... a weird sorry for that segue by the way no it's cool whatever i meant we... to tell you about that in advance and i didn't get around to it and i apologize dude don't worry about it
0: like i said we start here and we might miss a couple planets and who knows we could end up on the eclipse you can't, I know you can't end up on the eclipse. We could end up. Are you, in Pluto. Are you
1: making Mars versus Venus jokes right now? That's not really politically correct.
0: Well, well, I've never even heard of those. Oh,
1: that's a book. Women are from Mars. Went men. Are from oh, I've Venus. heard. Of it. I've never read it, but I've and heard about. I, it. We just talked about when you, you missed uh, that one. All right, yeah, we, no. we can move. But on. it's
0: still it's crazy. <laughs> Some one of the best athletes in the world, male athletes in a world in the world, is now a woman. Right. So it's a we're in a weird time. We're in a very strange time, and.
1: It's not – you know what I say is – and this is – it's becoming a little bit of like a phrase I'm coining. It's oh. a brave new world. Yes. It's, and it's a brave new world in so many different ways. People's sexuality. Now if someone tells you they're gay, like who cares? Whatever. Can I I'd my, rather you
0: not even tell me because I, I don't – it doesn't bother me either I way. I actually
1: said to – when Wynn when told me about this, I said to her, I said, is this going to affect my commission structure? No, no, great! I'm going back to work.
0: Yeah, like sounds great. Yeah, you need somebody? Let me know. I'm just going to work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like
1: it's it's uh it's a brave new world, and and that that phrase fits in so many other things. Yes, it's a brave new world.
0: With and and like yeah, with every with everything, it's there's more millionaires. There's they said that there's more millionaires that are going to be created in the next three years than there ever has been before.
1: I don't even think that's a real thing anymore. Like it doesn't matter anymore.
0: Yeah, but and that's and that's what it's, it doesn't matter. And, uh, and I'm, I'm a firm believer in the philosophy. And, like, look, you're a dude, you want to go to be a chick, you're a chick, you want to be a dude, you're gay, straight, you don't want to, you want to gender disassociate, whatever it is. I don't know if I, the only thing that drives me nuts is that whole gender thing. Look, you're a male, change your sex to a female, female, change your sex to a male, you gay, straight, whatever it is. But the whole gender fluidity thing, just pick one. Like I don't care what you pick, just pick I actually,
1: one. I actually have a prospect that I'm working on now, and the his signature says in his signature, you know, your signature, your signature block, right? Includes, yeah. For techies and computer people, you know what that is? Yep. Your name, your address, your company name, cell phone, direct dial, main line. Yep. Then it says pronouns: him, his, he. No. Yes, and that like threw me. And so I sent it to Win because I actually have a friend that could give me guidance on <laughs> things like this.
0: Help me out, my man or and, woman.
1: Yeah, no, but Win wouldn't care if yeah. he, he said that. Yeah. He, and that was actually really funny because one of the biggest challenge I had is is um, is is that I keep apologizing to Win for using the wrong pronouns. I keep yeah. saying he, he they, you know uh, uh, I keep calling her man because that's yeah. my common thing. Hey man, how you doing? Hey man, yeah. how you doing? And and hey guys, what's going on? I walk into a meeting room. Hey, guys, how's, how's it going? Guys is the only one I think po- is bullshit. Because I I'm... call women like,
0: what's up, guys? Like, that's just... Right. Guys has now turned into, and not to cut you off, but it's not men. It's a group of people. Right. I don't address it. I
1: don't... It could be well, squirrels. Well, you say that, but you're offending someone. Oh, so... <laughs> we're in
0: a world now, too, where no matter what you say, the world. somebody's going to get pissed about something. Like, I always make jokes about it. I'm like, oh, somebody's triggered. Somebody's triggered. It's a brave new world. <sighs> Crazy. But anyway, as you, as you were saying. We were
1: talking about millionaires. By the way, I would like to mention, I definitely think Lee Shuckman is a millionaire. <laughs> she has a net worth north of $1 million. <laughs> she's <laughs> going to be so pissed. Oh, she's going to be so
0: mad. She's going to be so mad. No idea if it's true or not, but she's just going to get
1: <laughs> I hope it is true. Now that I, oh, now you, that I manufactured it. <laughs>
0: I only want the best of my friends, so I hope it's true, but I have right. no idea if it is or right, not. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's super funny. But, yeah, it's... Look, I don't care if you want to pick Z. And th- and and I'm thankful I haven't had to deal with a lot of that. And I'm, I only say I'm thankful because I'd be more afraid to get it wrong than anything. I don't. It doesn't bother well, me what you pick. You don't want to
1: hurt somebody. You don't want to hurt people. Yeah, I
0: just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But, like, just pick one. This whole, like, fluidity thing... I don't change between guy and girl all day long and then oh get offended because you called me the wrong thing at the wrong time of the day. That's bullshit. If you want to pick something you want to be called squirrel, I'll call you fucking squirrel all day long. But don't say I'm an elephant tomorrow and the next day you're a tiger. Bullshit. Right. Cause then what what am I supposed to I have to ask you every day what should I call you today? That's that's that drives me nuts. Right. That drives me absolutely insane. We got fucking
1: Go, baby. Come on. <laughs> You said you wanted to go all over the place. I take what? all the place, and now you are speechless. <laughs> that's great. You know what? I gotta go. I got. to... I
0: am out. <laughs> we're calling it. We're done. We 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 at the gender fluidity. we go- I and thought we're... I was gonna throw you when I said I broke my neck. Oh. You didn't even you didn't even hiccup that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and you were li- so you actually that's a great point. And you, I know you got your pilot's license. I did. Congratulations on that. I know Thank that you. shit is not easy. Thank you. Uh, that is on. Um, That is down the line of things I would like to accomplish in life.
1: Yeah, well, anytime you want to go flying, let me know. Do you have a plane? I... I, I, uh, I belong to like a school slash club. Oh, okay. And I can rent a variety of planes. And we oh, that's cool. And go, you know, tool around and have a little fun. All right. I took my wife. We were married 10 years on July 18th. Congratulations. I, thank you. I took my wife. Uh, we went to Block Island. We flew over to Block Island. We had lunch. Oh, you know. I was my, just in Block Island a couple weeks ago. Beautiful. How'd you get there? You took the ferry? Yeah, or, I took the ferry. Yeah, we got there in 40 minutes. Yeah, fuck yeah, go you. Go fuck yourself. There you would, go. Would you, did you leave? <laughs> Did you leave Adam MacArthur? Uh, uh, Republic.
0: Okay. Oh, oh, and that's forty minutes. Uh, I was I'm m- fucking maybe jealous.
1: fifty minutes ish. You know, yeah, but you're not sitting in traffic. No, you're no, seeing no, a
0: whole no. view along. How far? What was the altitude the whole time? Ten thousand. Uh,
1: no, no, thirty. No, I can't fly at ten thousand feet. So thirty-five hundred feet. Okay. The plane I fly in is a single engine. Seats four or two, depending okay. on the plane yeah, yeah. that you take. And um, little Cessna, little Cessna. Okay. High wing You know And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know You fly along the shore You look at the houses In the Hamptons
0: 3,500 feet Is not that high Well you 35 see a lot. is like
1: Low You know yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And then you could go In these planes You could go up to 10-ish thousand feet But there's really No reason to And once you Start getting above 10,000 11,000 feet, you have to start Have you have oxygen concerns. Oh, really? Because there's less oxygen in the air, and you need supplemental oxygen and all that stuff. Oh, I did not And I that should either. know the exact altitude, but I don't remember it right now. Whatever. But you get the point. So so generally, you're flying, you know, four, 3, 4, 5, 6,000 feet, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, you know, you cruise along, you have a good time. Atlantic City's nice, Martha's Vineyard, you know, you could... Tool around.
0: That's sick, and you and you could just you rent the plane, you take it for the day, you go land a
1: couple of hours, take it for the day, you know, overnight is a little bit of a challenge with the owner of the plane. You got to make sure, you know, there's a couple of things yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. check on. But I'll have to give you a negative, and and again, I'm not on camera right now, but I'm Irish, I'm Irish heritage, mostly an alcoholic, I drink a lot, <laughs> so a big challenge for me with getting my pilot's license is that when you fly somewhere, yeah, you, you can't drink. So yeah, you I can't have drinks wife, like eight
0: hours prior, right, or something eight, like
1: that? Eight hours bottle of throttle is the phrase we use. You have to be less than .04 to get behind the, the plane wheel, Yeah, right? And um, so when I flew my wife, I couldn't drink, you know, the whole day prior to us going, went around lunchtime, we flew out there, and then um, we, uh, she drank a whole bottle of Santa Margarita, it's like sixty bucks a bottle, fifty five bucks a bottle, something God like that. Damn. And she oh, well, my, she's having a great time. No, my wife's one one of us, bro. She's <laughs> she's one of she's us. cooler than you. My wife <laughs> never it. met a vice she didn't like. She's awesome. She's beautiful. She's uh, amazing. We have amazing kids. And you he know, has so, to say that everybody. No, no, she rea- <laughs> and anyone that knows my wife knows. Like my wife's like super cool, down to earth. And we fight like like obviously worse than other people fight, but. We also have a tremendous amount of fun together, and when you know we flew to Block Island, she had anxiety. That was the first time she was in the plane with me. She had anxiety with uh. me flying and all that stuff, and uh, we had a great time. She got hammered, and and we flew home, and I couldn't fucking drink. So that that kinda sucks.
0: sucks. That sucks. <laughs> the uh, it's actually I didn't. My family is not a, is not a big drinkers, so we were there for the day, and that's the the nicest part. I would imagine about flying is for anyone who hasn't been to Block Island. There's really there's like two or three ferries that run through there, and once you can leave Montauk in the morning. I uh, think, yeah, the ferry leaves at ten. What's up, beer?
1: Yeah, yeah, grab one. Well, this is short?
0: What is short? Oh, the head the headphones. All right. I can't have headphones. I go through the whole the whole the whole place here.
1: It's closer. <laughs> <Bring> this closer. <laughs> <laughs> if
0: I, if you gotta, I'll, I'll put it right at the edge of the table so as we're going we can just right there and
1: um what kind of operation but, <laughs> is this i have to take the headphones off to get a
0: beer so so by the time you get there it's like 11 15 and by the time you get situated you figure everything. did you rent um the little scooters while you guys were there no you we guys were had only lunch there for the like
1: three hours so we just took okay. a cab into town we did a little shopping. She spent more money than it cost me to rent a plane, and then and then no, uh, we had lunch and we flew back.
0: Yeah, beautiful. But when you when yeah, this I mean, you were only there for three hours. I actually call
1: it Little Bermuda. If you've ever been to Bermuda, it's exactly like Bermuda. Yes, just smaller. Yep, scooters all over. You could buzz around. It's it's an incredible. Even if you, if you got to drive around for four hours or take a ferry, it's an amazing place to go.
0: Yeah, you can. And the and the best part is. You can hit all of Block Island. Like we rented, uh, we rented the scooters.
1: By the way, I insure the entire island, so I'm, this is a plug. Is there, did you, no, oh, I do I all. was gonna say, God <laughs> damn, bro, good for you. <laughs> There's a lot of companies over there.
0: And um, but we rented, we rented the little scooters. We went, around, we went around the whole island. And the nice part is, you can crush it. if you do it right, and you're not with a huge group of people, like you do it with you and your significant other, whatever it is. You could go, you could see the entire island in like two hours. You can see the lighthouse, the blu the yeah, the bluffs, the um, like the uh, the nature preserve, and you can go all the way to the north and south, um, both lighthouses, and you could still make it back in town in time to grab a solid lunch. And then, if you don't take the plane, you have to catch that ferry over, or you're stuck paying like five hundred bucks a night for the hotels. If over. you could find a room, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Because in in the summer, you're you're not finding a room.
0: No. We went during so, the week, so it wasn't. I think there, there, there definitely was some availability, but weekends. I
1: good would luck. just, I would just get hammered and pass out on the beach, and just you know let your chips fall where they may.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I'd be in the same boat. <laughs> I'd be in the same boat. Look like, looking like a wreck going back over the next day. Yep. But yep. the, um, but beautiful, beautiful yeah, place. Be-
1: really beautiful, really nice.
0: The uh, I'm so jealous. Of you. How Helen, you take your license.
1: It actually uh, it took me a little longer than normal because okay. I have a business to run and I yeah, have children. absolutely. Um, actually, uh, Scott Zuckerman is a uh, life insurance and financial advisor. He okay. owns his own company uh, with Michelle Palumbo, the partners. And, What's uh, name of the company? You uh, plug them? Wexman Financial, I think. Okay. I just you know, and I don't really know company names. Like yeah. Even, yeah, yeah. even you Leslie just the and the Lee, company. I I know I connect with people. I want to yeah. have an intimate connection with you, mm-hmm. like not biblically, just intimately. Yes. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Um, so Scott and and uh, Michelle and I've I've run into them a few times at a couple of different events. Actually, do you know uh, Alyssa Geffner and and Carolyn Kirsch?
0: Carolyn Kirsch, I believe so. You Alyssa, need, no.
1: You need to meet them. They uh, own a, a law firm. They do matrimonial work. They're amazing. Okay. Uh, but I met them. I met Scott through Alyssa and Carolyn, and Scott um, expressed to me interest in getting his pilot's license and. When he was first bringing it up, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever, dude. Everybody wants to learn to fly a plane because a lot of people express an interest in flying a plane. Yeah, I would love to And then to they don't do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. And Scott then started calling me, asking me questions, and that was fine. This was like, let's say, three months ago. And and now— Can You got pilot license in less than three months? So, so now he's doing his cross-country tomorrow. Your cross-country is the last— final thing you need to do before you finish your pilot's license so the minimum number of hours you need is 40 hours in the plane Mm -hmm. then you got to pass a written test Mm -hmm. and then you have to pass a test with like the dmv guy that goes gives you your road test oh shit but the faa guy who's the dmv guy is like a maniac who you (laughs) don't want to get on his wrong side and scott is he's at about 70 hours no no i'm sorry I think he's at about 70 hours, or he's going to be done by 70 hours. Okay. It took me about 110 hours. The legal minimum is 40 hours. So
0: why do, Now, why does it take you so much well, more or less well, time? Well, in
1: hours, it took me two years to do my 110 hours. Holy it's taken Scott— three months to do his 70 hours. I'm so furiously pissed off at Scott because I'm jealous because <laughs> he's because he's, he's such a sexy human being, because he's doing it <laughs> so fast and rapidly. He's amazing. And 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 he's got this video uh that talks about him and his business and it the video opens with him doing karate, right? So you know Tiger Shulman's karate. Yeah, yeah, yep. So he's a Tiger Shawman's black belt karate guy okay and when you watch the video when you don't know scott and, and scott don't take this the wrong way but when you first look at the video it seems a little hokey okay and now that i know scott yeah the video is a beautiful representation of who he is because he is so passionate about doing a good job yeah for his clients and i don't even think it's about doing a good 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 job for clients it's about doing a good job for him for his family name mm-hmm. for me like Like if I do your insurance, I don't care if I'm making a dollar or a thousand dollars on your account. It's the fact that my name, Carol, is attached to you. And you're going to walk out of here like a million dollars and it's going to be amazing. If I clean your floor,
0: everyone's
1: going to know a Carol cleaned your floor. And and you're laughing and I don't even mean that to be funny. And that's the same way Scott's works. That's Mm -hmm. the way his mind works. If he touches something, it's got to be perfect. Uh And that's his what his video portrays and him getting his pilot's license so passionately and so quickly is it, I'm jealous in a positive way. Absolutely, absolutely. Not absolutely. In a negative way. Yeah. Which I actually think is a funny thing. Can you tell me a positive word for jealousy or envy? Because jealousy and envy basically both mean the same thing, but they have a negative connotation.
0: Admire, maybe? Uh, it's not passionate enough. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of negative words that I feel like can be used means in really look, positive ways. Admire
1: means I look up to you. Jealousy means I want what you have. I want to be what you are. But jealousy and env- envy that say I want to be what you are mm-hmm. say it in a negative way as though I want to take it away from you.
0: Yeah, let's look at this. Let's look at this up. This up You're here. not
1: going to find it. I've asked this pe- pe- to, Let's not waste oh, the, the, the listener's time finding oh, this alright. word because it, it, I don't think it exists. And admire might be close. Admiration might be close. Yeah. But yeah, whatever.
0: That's cool. So altogether, it took you
1: two years and one hundred and ten hours.
0: Okay, and that's uh, not bad.
1: Long Island Aviators is the school, great school, and at Republic Airport. That's uh, on
0: the new, that's on New Highway, right?
1: Uh, on New Highway and one hundred and ten, and okay, one, and one hundred and nine, like in that. Okay,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And you can call me, and I'm happy to walk you over there. So
0: that's cr- that's so awesome.
1: And generally, if anyone wants to go flying, I'm more than happy to take anybody for a quick spin. So that's
0: sick, man. Yeah, definitely something I want to do. I don't have the time commitment yet, but it's on my list of things to learn. And
1: once you make a couple of babies and making a few hours, like right now, I'm making like twelve bucks an hour. My wife takes like eight of that, and (laughs) so I'm making chicken (laughs) scratching this week. And and I got to figure out a way to pay for a a pilot's lesson. (laughs) I'm gonna work
0: hard this week. A lot of overtime. That's fucking funny, man. That definitely on my list of things to now. And the other thing that's on my list of things to do is a helicopter.
1: Yeah, uh, no, I have no interest.
0: Really? Why?
1: I don't know. I, it's it's. Um, I guess when I was little, I heard you can get like vibrated apart and have like all kinds. Of... <laughs> <laughs> I realize even as an adult, shit your parents wait, tell you, so you wait, don't want to do something. I'm an adult and I'm a licensed pilot, and I still think you can get vibrated <laughs> apart in a helicopter. <laughs> And I know it's crazy, but that's in my head. And and who the hell knows, man? I, the,
0: the only reason... And it's it's funny that you say that because I'm thinking... I'm totally on the other side of the spectrum. Like, that engine cuts out, you're
1: fucking done.
0: Plane, engine cuts out, you're like, all right, I could coast down and land somewhere. I'm actually
1: impressed that you know that because most people think that when an engine cuts out on a plane, you fall like a rock and die. <laughs> and the reality is, altitude is your friend. Yeah. Your engine cuts out, you... Uh, you you start looking for a place to land, and you have a lot of time. We're yeah. talking 15, 20 minutes, depending upon your altitude, yep. to find a place to put the plane down. And if you stay calm, You're golden. You, the plane will land with no damage to it. Yep. And a, a friend of mine, Dave Windmiller, if anyone's ever heard of him, is a stunt pilot. He lives in Melville. Um, he flies in the Jones Beach Air Show. Oh, shit. Landed a plane on Deer Park Avenue.
0: Okay. Oh wow. It's in the news. You could look it up Do, a couple of years ago. Did you see about the guy that landed on Sunrise Highway? That was ago?
1: that was uh, and, and you know, everyone last I say this. That was a perfect landing. Oh I no, walked, it was. Absolutely. The landed the plane, went under an overpass. Police helped get him <laughs> to the side of the road. <laughs> yes. That guy's my hero. I want that guy's autograph.
0: Yeah. The uh, it's cr- what's even, cra- even crazy too. I have a good buddy of mine Um, I can't say his name, but I have a good buddy of mine who, I don't know if you heard about the crash why, why he works, he works unattractive. No, he just works for the government. Oh, so I don't want to drop names, but you, I'm sure you heard about the one where, uh, Bellport country club playing crash in Bellport country club a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I heard, I heard. And, uh, he was doing great and he he was, he had like two feet on both sides of the plane, just nicked a tree. And luckily, thank God he's okay. Great dude. But, uh, a little shaken up after it, but it was just like. He landed on a golf course, and he couldn't get a straight shot. He was going through trees.
1: Yeah, but if he walked away, he, he did a good job. Oh, and, absolutely. And people hit power lines. You got to look out for power lines. People hit oh. power lines. And, and the, the, the comical part is the most common reason or one of the most common reasons people actually crash their planes. Inside most planes, you have to switch the fuel tanks. So you have two tanks. And you have to switch between them because you have to keep the weight even. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, because if your whole left wing is filled and your right wing is empty, That's right. The plane's going to list to the uh, left, right? Uh, so what happens is... I'm, what are I'm you, bo- just a little dial? It's it's a it's a switch, like a light switch. Don't you feel that, though, when you're going? Like,
0: if one side gets... It's like, oh, <laughs> uh, my God. plane's
1: my planes constantly going to the left. Ha- Harrison, thank God I've never been in that situation. The, rea- <laughs> the reality is a lot of people crash because they run out of fuel. On one So wing. they crash with no fuel and their other wing was filled with fuel. I feel like that's even worse. Switch... Well, because then you're an idiot. Well, not even... <laughs> no, you're... I'm sorry. I, I said that wrong. You're a fucking idiot <laughs> oh. and, and you deserve... I mean, I don't want people to die, but you you know, like, come yeah. on, you know? Um, I, it's funny you say that because my biggest
0: thing would be like, if you crash and you have one wing empty and one wing full of gas and you don't land appropriately, that thing's going to blow up or break... Right. Release gas all over the place and now you're now you're literally fucked.
1: It, it does there's nothing good that comes of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like put a little note above it, like plane stalls in air, swap tank.
1: Right. Oh, that's crazy.
0: See so yeah, that I didn't know. I didn't know there was two fuel tanks in the plane.
1: Depending on the plane, but a lot of planes have two fuel tanks, and you need to actively switch. Small planes, single engine, yeah, especially with low wings. If they have low wings, there's multiple tanks. You got to switch between them. You have to actively be involved with the with the fuel that's distribution. A of, that's a lot of work. <laughs> that's only Is
0: that how big planes? Big planes don't work like that. No. They have one central fuel tank, right?
1: Well, they might have. I, I, I honestly, I don't know about commercial airliners, okay. but, but I would imagine that there's a computer that's helping you manage uh, that, but you yeah. have to keep an eye on it. Mm. So
0: That's crazy. I'm glad you came on. I'm glad you told me about that. Yeah. i trying to get one of my buddies' my buddy's, uh, dad on. He's a huge plane advocate, and he's taken me up a couple times. Super nice guy.
1: Oh, I'll send you all the pilots you want. Ooh. They're a little antisocial strange bunch.
0: That I've come to realize, <laughs> my buddy's dad is happens to be a really good guy, John. If you're listening, and I love, love all these death.
1: guys that that I and gals that I know, but they're they're a, different, your, breed. They're yeah, a, they're, they're a different breed. They're a different they're, breed. There's there's they're right. They're not ordinary, right? Yeah, and they're mostly proud of that. So
0: that's cool. Yeah, as long as you know it and you're you embrace it, by all means. The
1: guy that taught me to fly, the, the main guy that taught me to fly, is Tom Gallagher, and uh, he he is a customs cop at jfk okay. and he teaches people to fly just because he likes to fly mm-hmm. he hates people he hates people he hates he hates me he just generally hates people and but he's an amazing guy yeah you just have to do you think it's his job that makes him hate people like every time i go
0: through customs i shouldn't say every time because i've only been through customs <laughs> a handful of times but like, they're
1: not generally happy people. So just keep in mind, he's not TSA. He's customs. He's a cop. He's not the guy making letting you go through a metal detector. He's oh, the, he's the guy when you bring your luggage in. He's got to make sure you're not bringing drugs in. Or oh, okay, in all right, so that's different. But but hundred thousand in cash. I'm just laughing when I think about Tom because. <laughs> I just irritated him so much. <laughs> T- talking of nice guy up in the air, 3,000 feet. This guy's just like, God just damn cr- it. And right. I'm crushing, my, he's uh, crushing just his a, beer can. He's a cranky, grumpy fuck. And I'm in the plane like, happy-go-lucky salesman. Hey, let me you something. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Who does your homeowner's? Let me help you out. This poor dude. He goes, dude. We're gonna fly back right now. We're going back. We're done with this lesson. Like, and and that was that's how Tom was. He was, and but he's an amazing instructor and he's an amazing pilot. Yeah. And and and, uh, and I'm I'm a better man for knowing him. I'm alive because I know him. So well, that's
0: good. Now, is there like a fraternal order of airmen? uh like is I that remember, like a like thing a like
1: secrets like a secret society a kind, like not not so much <laughs>
0: secret but like is there like that brotherhood of like they all know each other yes they okay. all
1: know each other they all, they all hang are, out they all know each other they all help each other find jobs they all and it's not just pilots it's it's um the mechanics and the guys that run the ground services mm-hmm. and all that stuff they all hang out together they have barbecues and happy hours and and uh, it's a really great group of people. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice.
0: Yeah, I haven't been around them that much that I would know that. Yeah, yeah. But it definitely is. It's definitely a very.
1: There's, there's a, a lot of, um, you know, they people do like like a fly in is a big deal. But what's like, a, what's a fly in? A fly in would be like they pick like um, an airport in Florida, and uh-huh. people from across the country go there. It's like a trade show. And oh, that's cool. Everybody lands their planes, and it's people that have new plane products and new planes and new stuff. Uh, so that's a flying. But there are other things where you'll get smaller group of pilots where they all agree like every Sunday morning we're going to fly for breakfast. And they pick an airport, and there are a lot of airports that have a diner or a restaurant right on the airport. So you land your plane. You park like in a parking lot. Yeah. And you just get out, and you walk into a restaurant and have – you know your that's so because
0: cool. you and and I guess and it's
1: everybody's pilot stuff and everybody talks about flying and and
0: they're from all over. And, it's not like oh you know we have thirty guys from Long Island. It could be twenty well, guys from a, Long Island. The
1: Smaller stuff would be like a group of like ten or twelve guys that you know and yeah. when everybody's flying to Nantucket together for yeah. breakfast. Every you can look out the window and see all your buddies flying their planes and that's so cool. You know, it's like being in a Mustang club, I guess.
0: Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, it's cool. That's so cool. I see, I never thought about it like that either. Yeah, it's they nice. Just,
1: it's really nice. It's a little romantic. It's nice.
0: Romantic for dudes.
1: Well, you know, maybe that's <laughs> not the best word, but you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: absolutely. At, at whatever altitude. Yeah, I've, I I would have never even guessed that that's something that occurs. And, and Right. And now how close can these guys be together? Like, can you see your buddy wave to you? Are you that yes, close? Yes,
1: you can see your buddies wave to you. Um the closest, the closest experience I had was another pilot turning her plane in front of me, oh, shit. and and um, breaking a little bit of rules, and it was a little scary. It was Tom Gallagher was in the plane with me when that happened. It was probably within six hundred feet or something like that, and because the the tower told her to land third, uh-huh. and that was behind me, and she thought the guy in front of me was second, so she turned right in front of me, uh. like one of these jobs. So
0: when you- when you guys do something like that, is it land, 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 or do you have still have the space in between all of you?
1: We need space, yeah.
0: Okay, because like I've seen the Geico guys take off in their little planes.
1: That's so those guys, uh, when when the Geico planes or any planes that are flying in close formations like that, uh-huh. now we're starting to get away from my
0: field of knowledge. expertise. Yeah,
1: um, but those guys, um, in order to fly like super close to each other, you have to have permission from each other permission from the tower and mm-hmm. then they can all take off and land together and get very very close on each other okay and that's those you know, guys have hours that's hours aerobatic and hours. performing and yeah. practice and all that jazz
0: uh well, i gotcha oh wow that's a lot i, I would have never guessed any of that
1: right I'm yeah it's super cool, ge- super it's cool. Jealous so you have it now i have like the itch to go flying again right now i want to go flying Except I've been drinking, so yeah, uh, I'm not afraid I was... Yeah. <laughs> Damn,
0: that's so crazy. Point under point oh four. Now, when you go through this whole process, and I'm sure you you got to submit paperwork to the FAA, and then they give you a seal of approval. Yep. Do you, what is there a drug test, alcohol test? Like, what kind of test is there? I'm sure there's a sight test.
1: It's a, a physical. Okay. And primarily on vision. Okay. So my doctor that does my medical uh, is Richard Nattis. He's in Lindenhurst, and good doctor fair doctor and his primary focus you know is on your your vision and and uh making sure you have if you need to wear corrective lenses you can but checking your vision
0: i got but you. But and that's check pretty your much yeah.
1: pressure and all you have to be healthy you know if i yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a it's a the system is very you know we hear in in the, in the media about different like harrison ford as an example mm-hmm. those who knows a few months ago he landed his plane on a taxiway, not on a runway, and he flew over a passenger liner filled with people and landed on a taxiway instead oh, of landing shit. on the runway. A taxiway is a, yeah, is a yeah. little road next to the runway that yep. you don't land on. Yeah. And he got confused for some reason. Uh-huh. And a lot of people in the piloting community were like, well, he did that because he's old and he needs to be checked out. Yeah. But the FAA just gave him a pass like right away and let him go. So a what, lot of people was, were like, cause well, because he's, cause he's famous? famous. Right. That's- that's what a lot of people were in the community were saying mm-hmm. who knows if it was true or not he's 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 got thousands of hours he's an amazing pilot mm-hmm. and you know he fucked up we're, we're all human beings we all make mistakes shit happens yeah and nobody you got know? hurt and nobody
0: got hurt no one got hurt that's right. the best part about it
1: right but you don't want that to happen on a regular basis because that would be bad
0: oh abs- that increases your chance of somebody getting injured right but right. knock on wood everything was okay right wow that's cr- I wouldn't I didn't know that about him and I share a name with him. Right, so, there you go. And people always say, oh, you're Harrison Ford. And I'm like, if I was Harrison Ford, I probably wouldn't be where I am right now. Yep. Like, unless we're hanging out drinking, I probably probably wouldn't be at work. I'd probably be hanging out on my boat, in my plane, right. one of my beach houses, not at the office. Right, right, right. Unless I chose to work, which I probably would still choose to work, but not to the point at which I do. So... But that guy's a legend. Just saying, I have, yeah. a, little man, I have a little man crush on him mainly because we share a name. No, but. he's
1: cool. He's cool. Unlike Tom Cruise, he's a dick. Apparently, I, I, listen. For, I don't know how he treats people, but I watch. I've him heard in, it's not that great. I, I watch him in movies, and and you know Harrison Ford strikes me like as like a man's man. I guess I my vision of him is Indiana Jones. Yes, right, or Han Solo, right? Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is just too cocky, and and. And too full of himself? Like, dude, like, you can be the guy that gets shit done, like Harrison Ford. Yeah. But you don't have to, like, swagger and, like, crush it with people. Like, I'm what? sure
0: it's probably for, like, the the, the set. Because I never knew this. I met with a client a couple weeks ago. Her prospect, I should say. And um, one of the logos for nerds, or not logos, but one of the advertising or marketing things for nerds is, like, this Superman-like figure that's pulling his shirt apart, and underneath it has, like, the Nerds That Care symbol on it. And but, cool. like It's symbolized, like we all know, it comes from, from Superman and stuff like that. And she's like, there's something with that whole women think it's very sexy and appealing. And what was crazy is I had never thought about it like that to that point where I was like, you think that this is something – so much bigger, just because, and this is proof that marketing man's works. ripping his shirt off? Yeah, because a man's ripping his shirt off. She's like, there's something about that whole masculine, sexual figure behind Superman of being that that man's man. I'll save the girl. I will I will protect the world. I'll protect everything I love. And she's like, that was that's great marketing, but it was just a, I never had understood that concept behind it.
1: Right. And I, 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 that makes sense and I subscribe to that and that, you actually made me think of something that, that maybe this is a little too off topic go for it if you want but but I was in so everybody knows Victoria's Secrets right we, yep. we, we all love lingerie we love to look at broads in it we love women love to wear it yeah. you know whatever right um, but I was in Roosevelt Field Mall and in Roosevelt and and you know uh Diversity-wise, Roosevelt Field Mall has a wide diversity of people, Melting but pot. a lot of their advertising shows Spanish women mm-hmm. in this in the huge ads they have on the sides of the store, right?
0: And oh, I never would
1: have picked up on that. Well, I I noticed it because not it was either just before it was probably just before my wife and I were in. Nashville, Tennessee. We went okay. to Nashville, Tennessee, and we saw we saw, saw want one go there. We saw Nashville's amazing. I've heard you have to go to Nashville. But we we went to this mall and the more one the more we were in, like we were killing time. I don't know if it was in Nashville, it was like outside somewhere. The mall the, the when we went when we were walking into the mall, we noticed that there was a lot of ethnic people mm-hmm. and we were White people, right? Yeah,
0: the minority at that point.
1: And all the ads were white people for Victoria's Secrets.
0: Uh, oh, in Tennessee. And,
1: and my wife pointed it out. She's like, you know, when we were just in Roosevelt Field Mall, it was all Spanish girls and curvy and boobs. And why is, all, why is it all skinny girls now? And the only thing I could come up with, my own logic, was that the marketing people want everyone to feel inadequate. They want you to feel weak and small. So because oh. by buying their product, you become normal. So if that's probably true, you're, you're you're probably right. If on you're this. a skinny white girl, you think your boobs are too small and your butt's not big enough. So they're going to show you a girl with big boobs and a big butt so that you'll want their products. You could be like that. Mm. And it, you know, so your thing with the shirt ripping open, every woman wants a man to rescue her. Yes. My wife does. I haven't rescued her yet. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. and, so all you have to do when you go meet your prospects when you sell Nerds That Cares is just yeah. show them how, like, their whole life is shit. <laughs> and then they'll give you money. <laughs>
0: That's so terrible. But it's crazy because it's got to work. There's there's a whole industry created because of it because it's got to work. But it's always funny because you see these, like, the Viagra commercials. I, like, I love those. Or, like, you see, like, the Cialis ones. And it's always like Viagra ones. How, like,
1: how do the women look in those commercials? By the way,
0: they always look great.
1: Right? Why do you think that is?
0: Because it makes you want it. Because
1: if you take the pill, you're going to get that kind of woman.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it, and the funniest part is too. And I love it that at the end of the disclaimer, like it can kill you. Like they always, they, almost all pharmaceuticals now they always right. say that. Which I'm like, that's crazy. You're going to take something that could kill you. That could. You literally are told that it's gonna, it could kill you. Granted, there are still a lot of things that can kill you, but. It's just so funny because it's like the older gentleman who's like his truck's stuck, and then all of a sudden it's like, take Viagra, and all of a sudden everything turns into color, and his truck's unstuck his dog and he' barking dog yeah he's <laughs> playing with the dog and the beautiful woman's with him and and I'm like, this is so fucked up that they can show you that or they can try to push this image of. Your life is dull and gray until you take this pill that makes your dick hard for four hours, which is not supposed to happen. And your life is not – you're not going to have this smoking hot chick if you didn't have
1: it beforehand.
0: What's fucked
1: up is not that they do that. What's fucked up is that humans respond to that.
0: Very true. Right. Very true. But like, and same thing with Seattle. Is
1: your life dull so, and boring? All right, I'll give, you, I'll give you a very personal example of what we're talking about. Okay. I stopped saying I. Okay. I say we. When I talk to my clients, when I talk to prospects, I say, your problem is this. And we can fix it like that. Mm-hmm. And I've done a lot of things to improve my business and improve the growth in what I do. But- I, I really think that the moment when I started saying we instead of you mm-hmm. and instead of I significantly changed the way that I my clients were responding to my efforts to help them. Yeah. When I tell people we can do this, we can do that and I and I use the word we and 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 People are more positive, they feel like we're on a team together, yeah, and it's a little manipulative, but my goal really is to help people, and I want to bring people to the finish line with, with using whatever it takes, so I started saying we instead of saying you need to do this, I say we need to do this
0: oh, so you're including them already in the team
1: well i'm I'm making that the team is me and them rather than it's them against that fucked up insurance guy yes right? yes
0: I, no you're you're absolutely- and, It's funny you say that because I always say like, you know, this is where we need to – this is where we need to get to. But I never thought about it like that because I guess I had subconsciously said, you know what, if you're calling me in, we're already on the same team. Granted, yes, this is an interview or whatever it is or an audition to see if I'm going to be a good fit for your company and and you're going to be a good fit for my company.
1: Well, I'm not talking about an interview. I'm talking about long-term working together because in my business – and this is might be different from yours, but oh. you, you tell me in my business when when I when when you buy a product from let's use Nerds that care. When Nerds mm-hmm. That Care make me their broker for their errors and in emissions insurance. Mm. So when you wipe out someone's server and you get sued, I'm gonna help provide a lawyer and do all the stuff, I'm not the insurance company. I'm a bro- broker. I'm a facilitator. Yeah. So when it turns out you had a $25,000 deductible that you didn't realize and you're pissed off about that and cyber is excluded and employment practice is excluded because you, we didn't talk about those things either because you were too busy to meet with me because yeah. this, this is what actually happens in the real world. Oh, right? uh, Absolutely. Um, so when I'm saying we need to buy s- cyber, we need to do this, we need to do this to deal with the claim, That it's not just the sales process. It's also the day-to-day You know, a lot of people, when you buy a car from a used salesperson or or a new salesperson, not to disparage used cars, when you buy a car, people, it's a transaction, you're done, the the salesman's off to the next. When you buy a product from me, you're stuck with me for the duration of having that policy. So I have to provide service for a very long time. And what I've learned is that once they buy the product… They instantly, not, not always, but often assume an adversarial role against me as though I'm the insurance company that's giving them these exclusions and these deductibles mm. and these payment terms that they don't like. So rather than allow people to continue with this hostile attitude toward me, I turn it into it's, it's me and you, we against the insurance company.
2: Mm.
1: Or against your client, or That's against the smart. problem that you're having. Yeah. Because I want to. No one's going to sit down and have a lesson in insurance, like you opened with. Tell me about insurance, and then I flubbed with a stupid example about flood. <laughs> it's all good, right? But but the, the but instead, I bring people along in baby steps with trying to educate them that I'm just a broker. You're yeah. paying me a small percentage of your premium to to help you navigate your this insurance policy that you purchased
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the whatever that's worth.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. And you're, I guess you're a little different cause we're actually providing the, the full service, but with us and I say us, meaning myself working with the nerds that care is we now are a team. You sound like, here's this, you the don't, initial, you
1: don't, you don't sell any third party products.
0: We do, we do, and but we always, those, we just go to bad form.
1: What, but when those third party products are not willing to deliver what your client's expectations are, is it, the client versus you and the third-party product, or is it we versus the third-party product? And that's the positioning that I've tried to change.
0: So for us, I'd say it's a little sense? different. No, absolutely. For us, it's a little different because we go to bat. They don't go to bat. They sit there and they go about their operation on a day-to-day basis, and we go to bat for for them for whatever it is. And... It's an agreement, and a lot. Of, and I gotta say, we're extremely fortunate. We pick extremely good technology firms. All of that that we that we deal with, and when we do that, we always have before even we start selling a product or something of that nature, they're vetted a hundred percent. You know, somebody says, "Oh, you know, my call. Oh, you know, deal do business with us." Um, the wait time for uh, support is five minutes. Oh, it's five minutes. Give me Let five minutes. It. Let me call. <laughs> Let, right. Let's see if it holds up because when, time, when shit hits the fan, we need to know that we got your support on the line, whereas, oh, you did a good job selling us. We're going to put your product to the test. We get products all the time, and the first thing we say is, can we break it? Not saying, can we smash it with a million pieces, but we just got a product and I don't well, want to vali- Let's validate. Let's yeah. validate. Let's – your product's good.
1: And this is what happens. The same thing happens when we sell insurance, yeah. and you're saying you're saying it's different because you go to bat. But that's actually what I do. Mm-hmm. When you go to an Allstate agent or a State Farm agent, they are an agent. Agent has a legal grounding, it's a legal meaning. It means that they're a representative of the insurance company. If you go to your Allstate broker and say, I smashed my car, I hit a park car, I drove away, can I say someone hit me? Mm-hmm. He's legally required to tell the insurance company that you said that to
0: him. Oh, shit.
1: I'm a broker. My li- oh, an agent is required. An agent is. Okay. My license as a broker requires that I protect my clients. I don't work for the insurance company. Ooh. So I go to bat, just like you said. And and a common example I'm going to give you a common example. E&O, errors and emissions, covers technology firms, lawyers, accountants, insurance agents, realtors, hairdressers. God oh, wow. knows why. God knows why. Um, <laughs> Uh, But it covers anyone that's providing a professional service where you're at risk of causing a financial loss to somebody. Okay. A lot of business owners believe that that includes employment practices. Mm -hmm. Do you even know what that is?
0: Employment practices. I feel like I've I've definitely heard the term.
1: Okay, so employment practices covers your employer, James. Yep, yep. Covers James for when you sue him for sexual harassment. Okay. Covers him for when someone sues him for uh, or any business owner for – uh, age, race, uh, uh, sexual orientation, any kind of discrimination, harassment, or improperly paid overtime, wages, wage an hour. Mm-hmm. So a lot of business owners, they buy professional for their errors and omissions. In other words, you told me you were going to protect my servers. My service got hacked, so I'm going to sue you, covered on the E&O. Mm-hmm. They think that also includes, oh, well, Harrison's suing me because I grabbed his ass. Mm. And you're not covered for that under your professional policy. And when when James has a lawsuit from Harrison because James grabbed Harrison's ass. James, I wouldn't sue you, by the way. Right. And James, well, that's awesome. why we're using Bloody James as that example because we all know how unattractive Harrison is. No one's grabbing Harrison's ass. <laughs> I
0: appreciate you being so brutally honest.
1: <laughs> and again, Harrison, please stay in the microphone so we can hear what you're saying. But... When when James gets that lawsuit and he finds out that he's not covered for the sexual harassment suit brought uh, by Harrison against Nerds That Care, James is furious with his broker and there's nothing for his broker to go to bat for. Yeah. Because it's not in the contract. It wasn't in what you bought. Yeah. And you got no coverage. So the, the win really is to have you know Anthony or Jason from my office or me or whoever really uh, take a look at what's going on with your policies and and do an analysis cost nothing ha- and, and 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 see what's going on and mm-hmm. do you have an exclusion are you covered and if you have an exclusion it's okay like you can't insure everything but at least know what you're covered for and what you're not covered for yeah
0: absolutely absolutely well see now I'm glad you said that because I didn't I would have never ever guessed. Like, cause I freaked out the other day. I got I got my I got my Honda Accord 2013 Honda Accord. I bought it used, beautiful car, unbelievably ha- happy with it. I literally drove for like a week, rocking the windshield. I'm like motherfucker, man. Like, yeah, and 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 they said, do you want glass? I go on my old car. I broke like a windshield at least once or twice a year. I just I had the worst luck with that. Oh, and it, I would used to drive a Scion XP, and the 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 windshield is vertical, and it was a rock magnet and i got in the car i got hit and i i actually got hit below the windshield wiper so i couldn't even see the 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 hit i heard it i was like oh you know i don't see anything on my windshield and like 2 or 3 days later boom there's like 15 inch crack I'm like fuck man like i just, like i don't even know if insurance like i have i, I don't know how like this is where i'm i don't want to say ignorant but i just don't know how it works i just know that i it, have it no, no ignorance to work but yeah you're 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 absolutely <laughs> right but i'm like all right i know i have it but like I know, like, with health insurance, you have to wait X amount of time. Like, oh, you and know... I call your broker. Well, that's what I did. I called my broker, and I'm like, hey... And I'll, and this, I'll give Lauren a little shout-out. I'm like, hey, Lauren, I fucked up already. She's like, what, well, what, she's was, like, what, what happened? What was Lauren's last name?
1: Coffee. Called Lauren Coffee. I heard great things about her.
0: <laughs> I, t- I told you great things about Hi. her. and uh, And I'm like, Lauren, I fucked up. She's like, what happened? I go, I already broke my windshield. And she's like, how did you break... I go, I'm driving, like... I didn't pick the fucking rock that was gonna blow a hole through my windshield. Well, either. we have
1: insurance, man. Yeah, and uh, and I'll get and, and and I don't mean to cut off your story. As as, no, I, no, as I do just that, but um, uh, sewer and backup. A lot of people probably heard it. They don't know what it is. Sewer or drain backs up in your house from the main, floods your basement with shit and piss and everything else. Do you know how many insurance brokers are excluding that coverage? Because it costs like $200 a year. So you're paying 1200 1400 a year for your homeowner's insurance mm-hmm. on Long Island, like as yeah, an example. Yeah. And you get a quote from a guy and he saves you 200 bucks. so you buy it. And he the way he's giving that to you is by excluding sewer and backup. And it's one of the most common claims that your drain backs up and your basement gets flooded with shit. And there's no money to pay for it because some dickhead... And I'm saying dickhead because they I'm screwed so you. passionate about this. Yeah. Thing, that absolutely. That when I look at people's insurance, if they have that exclusion and I see it all the time, and I'm really not here to sell fucking home and auto, but it is something that I care about. Yeah. It, that I see it all the time that if you want a home and uh, uh, a sewer and backup exclusion, I tell you to find another broker. Like, yeah. I don't want you as a client because it's not worth it. When your house is filled with shit, literally, and you're screaming at me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I got to go.
1: I got to go. Bye.
0: Yep. No. And the craziest part is you're a homeowner. Like, it's bound to happen. Most
1: of them don't know. They don't realize. They trust the person they're talking to. The guy's saying, yeah, it's the same coverage. I'm saving you $300 a year. So you buy it because you trust the guy. Yeah, and and people aren't just they they're not savvy enough, and it 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 sucks. Yep, I'm it a firm, really-
0: I'm a firm firm believer in you pay for what you get. Like,
1: I'm a believer in you get what you pay for, but yours sounds pretty good too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, if you spend that extra money, it's usually your benefits are so much better. Like, could I have saved? And and Lauren and and my and she went through Allstate. They had sat down and said like you know like look if you can save thirty bucks a month or forty bucks a month, but you know if you hit something or something like that happens, you only covered to one hundred fifty thousand. You know the average, let's just say like the average liability is like one hundred eighty five thousand, whatever it is. I go so why wouldn't I get the hundred the, the three hundred thousand dollar policy? What I don't know what how this whole policy thing works. I just know that I have I think 300, 300 is a real thing. Yeah. So. And she's like, nobody at your age carries that much. And I go, for what? For the 20 or $30 more it's going to cost me per month. And God forbid I hit somebody, something. I don't look. Somebody's crossing the road. Just something happens. I'm like, for what? Th- for $30 a month? You've got to be kidding me. So,
1: so here's the general philosophy with that is is um, huh? you don't want to over-insure, right? So you're describing liability, 300 300 250, 250, 500, $500, a million, a million, you're describing liability. Mm-hmm. Um, that means if you hit a school bus filled with kids, what's it gonna pay out? Two fifty yeah. two three hundred per person, three hundred across the entire accident, mm-hmm. something like that. If if you're a young person and you don't have assets, you don't own property, you don't own a home, you don't you don't have stuff mm-hmm. and it's a burden to pay for higher insurance limits, why would you? And my advice to people is don 't over insure pay for what you can afford if you could afford the extra thirty dollars yeah. to go from one hundred one hundred to three hundred three hundred, then pay the extra thirty dollars because if there's a bad accident and someone is badly hurt and you are found to be a fault you 're doing you 're doing a mitzvah right like yeah you, you're, you're you're doing your karma thing to make sure that they can maximize the benefit that they get from their, the, the, from your policy for the claim that you caused, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you're rightly at fault and you made a mistake and you looked at your phone, you went through a red light and you hit a school bus, you want those kids' families to get as much money as they can get out of you. Absolutely. The, the, the reason for the legitimate reason for carrying higher limits and what I tell my higher net worth individuals and my business, my clients that own businesses is let's talk about an umbrella. So you got mm-hmm. you got let's say five hundred thousand on your home, you got five hundred thousand on the car. Let's put a million dollar umbrella on your house. Let's and, the, and an umbrella, if it's done correctly, is going to cover the home and the auto,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it, and it's going to cover uh, other weird stuff that I could talk about in a minute. But it's, and if you want a five million umbrella, or ten million umbrella, and people say, well, how high should my umbrella be? And I say, yeah, it should probably be about what your net worth is, meaning. We don't want to have so- where you, you're you a rich guy living in Manhattan, you're a bond trader. I'm actually thinking about a client right now. You're a bond trader and you go in a bar and you get drunk and someone accuses you, right, wrong or not, of punching them in the face and they sue you for $10 million. Yeah. And you're worth $10 million and you own real estate and you have cash and you have watches and wine and whatever and jewelry. And, and wine now- is considered an asset? You, if you invest in wine, I, I have a client that has a significant collection of wine that's worth more than my home. Holy and, shit! Yeah, and so, so basically, I tell people anything collectible, wine, art, furs, comics, guns, um, uh, watches, jewelry, purses, you yeah. name it, because most homeowners policies, and good fact for everyone. It's going to have a limit on a per-item basis. Mm-hmm. So if you have a wife that's into sunglasses or that's into purses, you, you might find that, uh, yeah, you've got $500,000 in contents, but it's limited to 1000 bucks per item. And if she's got 10 purses that are $5,000 each, because some crazy wives do, yeah. Yeah, 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 you've got a problem if there's a fire or a theft in your house. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 so that's an issue. So with that guy, with that rich guy that I'm talking about in Manhattan, mm-hmm. um, we need a $10 million umbrella. You're worth 10 million bucks. You, 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 dog bite someone, your kid kill, kills. And now somebody. if
0: they, let's say he's worth, and I'll cut you off, but if let's say he's worth $10 million and somebody tries to sue him for 20 million, are they only allowed to sue what their net worth no, is?
1: No, They could get a judgment up to any amount, but generally the lawyers, going to go for what the pocket's going to allow. Mm. So if the lawyer knows that you have uh you know 500,000 on your home and 10 million in an umbrella, they're going to sue you for the 10 million. Or they might sue you for the 20 million, but once your insurance company agrees to settle for 10, they take the 10, they go away. Mm. Generally, if you did something that's extremely egregious, listen, yes, they could consider getting uh, 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 that settlement of judgment against you and against your future earnings and all that stuff. Holy crap. But typically, um, people are going for what your assets are. You know, if you're a young person and you know that you're going to get a Harvard MBA and you know you're going to make big money later, yeah, you should take the higher limits right yeah, now yeah. on your auto because if you hit that school bus filled with kids – you you want to make sure that pe- people can be made whole. Yeah. You know, no, one, no one's getting in their car going, let me see who I can fuck up today.
0: <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you, well, you see, you say that, but I'm sure there's somebody out there. I don't know. But I think
1: people generally want to do the right thing. D-
0: generally. Definitely right. generally. Right, right. But yeah, and especially I don't, most people don't want to crash I'll give you there. a
1: crazy example that a lot of people don't realize, and I, I started to mention this earlier. I have a client on Long Island. Um, he was selling cars. And he sold the car and the the buyer was unhappy. Imagine huh. that. Someone unhappy with a used car purchase. And and they started posting stuff about him. And he was selling the cars professionally, like as a business. So he wasn't just like me selling you my, my old motorcycle, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Trying so, to make a name for himself. Right. So the buyer posted online somewhere, uh, yeah, this guy's a bad guy. And he lied about this. And he lied about that. And he turned the mileage back. So my guy. Oh, uh, did he actually? I don't think so according to my guy he did not turn the mileage back okay so my guy got uh his lawyer involved and they sent the, the person a letter and said listen you can write whatever you want online you're unhappy we're sorry you're unhappy write whatever you want but you can't state that i'm doing things that are illegal because turning mileage back is illegal and that's really bad yeah so you need to take that portion of your statement down yeah and if you don't take that down we're going to sue you yeah for a lot of money <laughs> the guy didn't take it down oh, they sued him Buyer of the car who made the bad statements reported it to his homeowner's carrier. His homeowner's carrier defended him and paid my client $80,000 as a settlement. What? So, your homeowner's insurance, a lot of people don't realize, or your renter's insurance, if you rent an apartment, provides a tremendous amount of liability coverage to people as they move through the world for things they might not consider.
0: That's you punch good to know. someone
1: out in a bar. Your dog bites somebody. You rent a house and burn it down. You know, there's, there's, uh, I don't know, one hundred percent if all this stuff is covered, but yeah, in general, depending
0: on your policy, right? And depending
1: upon what you have and who your broker is, and
0: hey, this is all advice. This is no, this is not. This is education, not advice. Yeah, dude, I've so. been
1: sued ten times. I'll take it. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's No, the general point is, I want to help people, and 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 in general. I'm not the only good insurance broker out there. If you have an insurance question, you have a legal question, call your insurance broker. That's yeah. what they're there for. That's what you're paying us commission for. Call Laura Coffee, call Anthony Darienzo. call Jason Maslin in my office, call Jonathan Carroll, me, whatever. Uh, and if you know any lawyers, good lawyers, good bankers. Just
0: and, get somebody that's good. Get people and, and, and vet them. That's right. the biggest thing that drives
1: me nuts. Right. Oh, I found this guy. Like my mom. Love jo- my mom. Josh to death. Kreitzman, great example. Call Josh Kreitzman. He loves solving problems. I love solving problems. Yeah. Uh, Justin McAuliffe loves solving problems. People call us and say, I'm so screwed. I don't know what to do. You, you don't have to be our friend to get a little guidance. Everyone's happy to give people a little help. Because you need it. Because you need it. Because someday I'm going to need it. Yeah, absolutely. I've needed it more than most already.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but that vetting thing. That vetting, and, and we the nice part about us... Is we're we're out there, we're in that grind, we're always meeting new people. My mom got this advertisement and she's like, Oh, it's on CNN. You know, it's gotta be good. I can make five thousand dollars extra a month from home. I go, mom, have you even Googled a review about this? Is this even a legit thing? Like you're gonna spend three, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars on this course to try to learn how to make money from home. You don't even know what you're getting. Right. They just want your money. I'm like, you cannot tell you, can you not tell that this is a scam? You've done zero on the vetting process. Right, and you're ready to give this guy money. I'm like,
1: that's crazy. My 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 wife's gonna kill me. My in-laws. I live directly next door to my in-laws. I'm
0: so sorry for you.
1: Yes, I'm like Ray Romano. <laughs> and my 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 father-in-law, God bless him. Every Monday and Thursday is standing outside waiting for me to come home to tell me that the garbage goes out tonight. Why? Because he's retired.
0: Does he, do you forget? And
1: the, and the go- no, oh. the garbage needs to go out tonight, and I need to know, <laughs> and this is important. <laughs> okay, and and I'm handy. John's like, face is lighting up while he's right, saying this. and I'm very handy. Meaning, like when I was in college, I was in, I went to college at night, and I was rebuilding transmissions during the day. Oh wow! Okay. So I'm a handy guy. I could fix things. I could take things apart. I could figure them out. Put them back together. Blah blah. I'm pretty good. I'm not amazing. I'm Pretty good. Yeah. That's all you need. Right. Like my air conditioner stopped working the other day. And my my friend, Freddie, who fixes air conditioning, Mm. I called him. And he walked me through fixing my own air conditioner. And I had never even opened one before. And I fixed it. And it worked. And that was was a a pat on the back for me. And I owe Freddie dinner. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I fix everything in the house. Light bulb breaks, I fix it. Cabinet door in the kitchen comes off, I fix it. Blah, blah, blah. The only agreement that that my in-laws and I have is... Is that my father-in-law Joe, who's amazing, who's a retired New York City police officer? He's not allowed Thanks to touch anything. If it breaks, he has to call, and he touches it, he has to pay someone to fix it because when he touches it, he makes it worse.
0: Oh, yes. Right?
1: So, so we have an understanding. So it's good. Something breaks, they leave it. I come home, I fix it. No questions asked. He touches it, pay someone.
0: Yeah, it's it's on you at this point.
1: Right. So one day I come home and he says, "You got to move your car tomorrow." So I go, well, "Why?" Well, you know, the roof is coming. What roofer? They're putting a new roof on the house tomorrow. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> They're coming tomorrow to put a new roof on the house. I go, you don't need a new roof. Yeah, we do. The guy said I need a new roof. They're coming tomorrow. to put the- When did the guy come? I don't know, like three weeks ago. Why didn't you tell me about this? <laughs> well, we already know why he didn't tell me. Yeah. So, okay. Well, where'd you find them? They knocked on the door. Oh, how much is the new roof? Twenty six thousand. I was gonna say it's over twenty grand. Twenty six thousand dollars, and after <laughs> so this was a big hassle. Yeah, and they didn't come and install the new roof the next day. And after we would, because I went crazy to help <laughs> them. And after we were done, you know, we brought in two or three guys I know that are roofers, and they gave them estimates on their roof. They paid six grand for a new roof that I still think they never even needed a roof.
0: He just he touched it.
1: No, they put a new roof on the house for six grand.
0: No, no, but but the reason why they had to come is because he tried to fix the roof.
1: No, no. They just did now they were just convinced they needed a new roof. Oh and and so they had
0: hypochondriac.
1: Yeah. So a little bit, yeah. And they're amazing people and I love them and I love my in laws and they they you know they decided they needed a new roof because some stranger knocked on the door and told them so. And that's fine. And, and that's
0: even better. They didn't go with the company that tried to sell to them. Oh my god,
1: that's yeah, that's I hysterical. Went ballistic. I went ballistic.
0: People like that, though.
1: Well, you know, they listen. They're 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 both over seventy. They're amazing people. They're good people. They're trusting people. They're hardworking. You and know, they think
0: everybody's going to do right by them. They
1: think everyone wants to do right by them. And mm-hmm. and and you know, unfortunately, there are people that want to take advantage of you. And and with you to your point, you got to do your due diligence. You got to you got to. Get referrals and see what's going and, and on. And the
0: craziest part is, everybody knows somebody, right. especially especially guys like us. You need this. I got a guy for this. You need this. I got a guy for this. I only met him a couple times, but he's a nice guy. At least I have trust enough in him that he's not going to screw you. And maybe you don't go with him. Maybe you, it's if he doesn't do a good job selling you, or you don't. Then you get a slight bad feeling. Whatever it is, you think comes in a little high. It's a Google search. Does he come in around what the numbers say? Maybe it's a little higher, they do a better job, or they're a little more reliable, whatever it is. But at least it's a referral. And don't get me wrong, SEO and stuff like that is huge. you got to be found on the internet. But we have so many of these connections that we've already vetted. The people we don't do business with are the people we don't trust. It's that simple. Right. For At least for the most part, unless you just can't physically give this person business or do business with them. But those are the people that we deal with and to have somebody like you a huge asset next door to you. Hey John, let me uh can you set me up, you know, somebody told me I needed roof, I believe them. You got anybody? Right. It's that easy. Yeah. It's that easy.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But you got to you got to call people that you know. You got to ask for help. Raise your hand. Yeah. Hey, can you
0: can you come over do me a fi- do me a favor, I'll buy you dinner. Just come and tell me if you, if this needs to be fixed. Right. And then and then then there you go from there and if it doesn't and they screw you you never talk to them again and if it does
1: Right but for the most part you know if you're dealing with people that are reputable you're not going to get screwed you know you you yeah. might get you might get bad advice where people are trying to trying to do the right thing you know good intentions Yeah. You know but you're not getting someone who's charging you 30 grand instead of 10 grand.
0: I can't believe it went from 26 to 6. Yeah. That's sickening.
1: Yeah, that was sickening.
0: Six thousand dollars to do that's actually the cheapest I've ever heard to do a roof.
1: Yeah, you know whatever. I don't know what the square footage was and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But it's it's just crazy. And and unfortunately, you know, let's call that a predator. Predators are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 apparently, it's very common for uh, you know people that are older to be targeted by predators. So oh, absolutely. So we have to look out for our parents and our grandparents and 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 all that stuff. You know,
0: absolutely. They're the easiest targets and the and. and I mean that in the most loving way, but they just, they didn't grow up with the internet. They didn't grow up with well, you, unlimited you, access to information. And you and think the they're the easiest
1: targets, but my father-in-law Joe, he still won't let me hold his wallet. You fucking bastard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's its a crazy world. Right, right. It's a brave new world. Right, brave new world. It's a brave, brave new, world. new world. All right, so we hit a, we hit an hour and 30. All right. Do you want to keep going or do you want to call it? We can call I, it.
1: I got to be honest with you. I really have to use the bathroom again.
0: So you want to pause and come back, or do you want? To, should we crush it now?
1: That's up to you. I, I, if you want to go like a few more minutes and we wrap it up, I could I could do another 10, 15 minutes. All right, let's do that. What else?
0: Back from our break. That doesn't look like a break. So we were just discussing more insurance shit, and I'm learning crazy amounts. So you're telling people like you were telling me you you got to go to a company, you got to go to a guy sometimes, not all the time, and be like. This guy's causing you a ton of money, costing you a ton of money.
1: Yes. So I have a a very negative part of my job that um, if you're not good at this part of the job, it could really hurt you in in the insurance business is you have to be able to deliver bad Mm -hmm. news to people. Let's move the mic over. Sorry. And you have to to deliver bad news to people and you have to deliver that bad news in a very, uh, for lack of a better word, very cold way. Like, you need to just state what's going on. Yeah, you're not sugarcoated. People anything. don't want things sugarcoated. When business owners, when they're having a problem in their business, they need to know what's going on and they don't need to worry about my feelings. When, yeah. And, and the fact that I feel bad telling them things like, you need to fire that guy. Yeah. Or, this claim was denied. I, I just had a, a call last week where a client called me, and he's in – um it's a staffing company, and he's in, like, Michigan. And he called me, and he said, oh, we had a flood. The heater broke. It flooded my unit and flooded the two units next to me. And, you know, I need to get a claim going because I have a lot of damage, and I need to have this damage repaired. And I'm like, uh, well, I'm really sorry. Oh, Scott, I'm making up a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really sorry, Scott, but um you don't have coverage for your unit because – you, when I offered it to you, you didn't buy it. You didn't want yeah. to spend another $300 a year and that sucks. The, the good news is you have coverage for your neighbors because your your liability policy covers damage you cause to others. So your mm. hot water heater caused damage to your neighbors. So you have coverage for that and we can get you coverage that and get that going for you. And when I was on the phone with him, I felt really, really bad when I was talking with him, but I didn't let any of my emotions show through in the call because I've learned you need to be very blunt about yeah. what there is and what there isn't with people because they just want the facts they, I'm not their yeah. friend and especially at that moment when yeah. there's something bad going on. They don't want what-ifs. They don't want maybes. They want to know, am I covered or am I not, so that they can continue to plan and play that chess game that they play with their finances and whatever, not in a good or a bad way, but just as yeah. factually. When something happens, we all want to start planning. What am I going to do? What's my next step? And I don't want to jerk people around. Yeah. I want to give people the facts. Yeah, and
0: then if you're too vague or you sugarcoat it, you hang up and then he's like, <clears> well, maybe I could do this, and then he digs himself in a bigger hole right? because he's he's left to – the mystery of maybe this is something I can, maybe I could pull this off because you sugarcoated it and I didn't get the right information. Right.
1: No, you got to give people everything, the facts up front. And, and another example before we restarted the mic was, you know, when someone has a bad driver working for them mm-hmm. and you, and you, and a lot of times for small, especially for small business owners, you know, you, you think about your own company, nerds that care. You guys have, you know, 20 employees. If you have a driver that's for the most part, a good worker, but he won't stop getting cell phone tickets or he won't stop getting seatbelt tickets or speeding tickets or red light tickets. There's a serious problem to business owners, a risk to business owners where he's uh, – uh, that, that driver is going to drive up the cost of the auto insurance for the business owner. And, the, 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 and And my job is to identify who those risky individuals are. And I have to come to you and say, yeah, I'm really sorry. You have to fire your cousin. Or you have to tell me in writing your cousin's no longer driving your vehicle. It sucks. It's a sucky part of my job because I know what happened. I don't want to tell you how to run your business, but I know what happens on the flip side. And I know that, oh, your auto insurance today is $20,000. and Next year, it's going to be $40,000. And you could hide the guy. You you could tell me you're hiding the guy. I'm a broker. I'm not an agent. You, yeah. I, I, you tell me. I tell you what will happen. You could hide the guy. You hide him. He has an accident. You're covered. But the problem is now your insurance is $80,000 instead of $20,000. So what? what's your cousin worth to you? And, and yeah. I can't define what his worth is, but I can certainly. That's up for you. To, that's for you to figure out as a business owner. Right, right, right. As Josh Kreitzman <laughs> is calling my phone should right we, should now. Should we answer?
0: Can I? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Put him on. If you want, put him on speaker.
1: Hey, Josh, what's going on? How you doing? how it go? Oh, it's going great. You're actually on the show right now. <laughs> Uh, why did you answer the phone? Because we were laughing and we wanted to answer you, you your on the name phone. Your name
0: came up before and it was he's like, Oh, speak of the devil and he holds up his phone, it's it's you. So, uh, am I am I live? Am I live? Uh, you're not live, but you're reco- you're definitely being recorded. <laughs> anything you ca- you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. Oh, okay. Well, I won't say <laughs> to say anything
1: too bad. How oh. could how could you say anything worse than the stuff you've said in the thing? That is
0: an excellent point. I would all normally right. never answer the phone, but this is Josh Cardsman He's been all all right. on the show. Yes, so you're a celebrity, okay.
1: so I'm going to hang up on you, and I'm going to call you when I'm done.
2: What is this like a three-hour
0: podcast? Uh, well, we originally scheduled. We started a little late. We wound up shooting the shit, and then we started a little later, and then we wound up drinking some beers, and then we took a little break to use the restroom, and now we're back. And we actually we're only at an hour and forty, and I think you've gone longer. And than And
1: everything he says is ex- completely correct. Josh, call nine one one. He won't let me leave. Call yeah, the again, police. Jonathan, let me just tell you, if you clench, it'll hurt more, okay? <laughs> just go with it. Listen, you can't harass the willing. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Right, Goodbye. Weird, brother. <sighs> Sorry about that. As we're rudely
0: interrupted by John. <laughs> the man who thinks the toilet paper goes the wrong Holy way. shit, do you think he needed a oh, plug? Oh, should have fucking started with him. Actually, he would have been on the show. We would have been here till three in the morning. We should have started with them.
1: Well, what you might want to do one night is me and Josh together. I'm down to do that. Let's do it. Yeah, that would be a shit show. The <laughs> I will bring a bottle of Blue Label. Uh, and we will have a good time. That's fucking funny. Oh, you and you and and you might. Oh, my friend Teddy. You would go nuts if anyone's in the Astoria area. My friend Teddy owns Create. He owns two stores in Astoria. It's like healthy sandwiches and wraps and bowls, and it's breakfast and lunch. And it's it, his food is amazing, and he's he lives here on Long Island. He's an incredible guy. And uh, his food's incredible. And, and and if you had Teddy on, it would be ridiculous, too. But, Let's do know, it, man. Whatever. We'll set it up after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The,
0: uh, I, it's funny. You say a story is from Astoria. I'm like, immediately, I thought of oh, Banks.
1: No, immediately, I thought he's Greek, which he is. <laughs> is that where the Greeks hang out? Oh, the story? Greeks. Astoria a is like the Greek central. Amazing. Really? made. Oh, my God. Astoria 20 years ago, 30 years ago, was only Greek people. That was like an ethnic center for Greek people.
0: This, see, I'm, I'm a millennial. I, as much as I hate to say that I'm a millennial, it's things like this that you, when people say, "Are you a snowflake?" What does that? What does that mean? What's a snowflake? <laughs> I feel like somebody's told me this before, and I don't remember.
1: Uh, it's like uh, people that you know don't want to hear bad news. They want life hands them on a silver platter. No, they're special. absolutely not. Give it to me like,
0: yeah, yeah. like the business owner kind of thing. Give it to me raw, <laughs> not in the dirty way. Right. But like, don't don't sugarcoat this. Uh, like. I love when people say, you know, it's this or it's this. Just give me the information. I'll figure out whether or not it's this or this. But I want to see both sides, and I want to see all of the data. I don't want to see, oh, well, the empirical data, and I say empirical data because I had a friend of mine break my balls about empirical data, but the empirical data says this. Well, this empirical data says this. Give me all the data, and I will draw my own conclusion. And if it's not anybody's ballpark, fuck them. Because this is what I drew up, and I'm not saying that, I'm right or wrong, but the information I was given is what I'm working with. And if you have something that pertains to the topic that I'm looking at, then give it to me and I'll take that into consideration 100%. And, I'm, and I and I I guess I would say I'm one of the few that's always willing to change my mind, always. You provide me with data that says XYZ and I believe ABC. If you can prove the data, so, I will change to XYZ. Uh,
1: I will illustrate what you're saying with a crazy example. Okay. Global warming. Yes. All right, so we, I think everyone would agree that the human footprint on this planet is going to have an effect on us ecologically. Absolutely, I'm a believer that the jury's still out about what that impact is. Yes. So when you have you know certain um, uh, political parties or groups that are saying that it's carbon dioxide or whatever is going on, um, I, I'm I'm I, I'm a listener. I want to listen to facts, but I hear mixed messages in the media. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I heard a couple of years ago that I've researched, and apparently it's true as far as I can find out, is that the temperature on the Earth has been increasing. Yes. But so has the temperature on Mars. Oh, I never heard of that. So, assuming what I just said was true, then that would imply that the temperature increase is due to the sun, Not to what humans are doing, and it still stands to reason that humans could do a better job of protecting our planet.
0: One hundred percent.
1: And I want to do a better job of protecting my planet, but I really don't feel I should have to pay taxes and fees and other crap toward some some system of uh, carbon dioxide storing or whatever they do with you know
0: fixing the air, whatever it is.
1: When it's not, the jury's still out on if that's the case with what's going on.
0: Yeah. I think the 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 thing is, as much as I really didn't want to get into politics with you, yeah, no, absolutely,
1: the, there it is, it's out there. The,
0: no, it's
1: after I brought up my friend Win and, <laughs> and transgender. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about politics. Leave me out of that. <laughs> it's
0: I, and it's funny you say that because I'm I'm pretty much on board with what you what you say, and my belief is one: we don't have enough data. We know that the Earth is in a period of heat, it is heat warming up, and it goes through warming and cooling stages. And I don't want to get super boring with this. And we're in one of those warming stages. Are humans accelerate it? Is it proven? Yes, but to what point? And the well, the other part of it, we don't have enough data. We don't have a million years of records to go through, saying,
1: "Oh shit." Well, give me a, give me give me give me a, a hundred years. Because what, what we have now, if you look at in the 30s, there were news articles all over the place about global freezing. Yes. And that that's a fact. That and that was 50 years ago. global
0: warming is a fuckload better than global cooling.
1: And now there's articles that i was seeing today, and I don't know if they're true or not because I didn't research them and all that stuff, that are saying that a lot of the data we've been receiving about global warming has been doctored by people that are politically supporting the global warming nope. message. So... Who the hell knows? Exactly. But give me the data and let me make a decision.
0: That's that's where I'm at. Good, bad, or indifferent. Give me the data. I'll go through it, and I'll determine whether or not what I what I believe. But that's where now, we're at with that.
1: Were you able to hear Josh? Like, was that? Did he come through? Okay. Perfect. Oh, cool. All right, yeah, yeah,
0: perfect. So I, you said um, you you mentioned a lot about banking before. You have a lot of friends in the industry. Um, yeah, um, you know... It, and stuff like that.
1: Banking I, is really very closely tied to insurance.
0: I was going to say, it's got to be right, be, right it, next well, to it, at least. You know,
1: the simplest example everyone can relate to is um, when you buy a house, you end up with a mortgage or a note on your home, and you need homeowner's insurance, and the bank wants to be listed as an additional insured or a mortgagee on your homeowner's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really my first introduction to working with uh, banking and bankers, is issuing certificates of insurance to these guys so that they can know that they're covered if there's a fire in your home and things like that.
0: So you give the bank
1: something that says they're insured too? The bank actually, in some instances, comes first before the homeowner. So you have a loan on your house. If your home burns down, we're going to give you a check to rebuild that house, but the check is going to be made out to Harrison and Bank of America. Oh. And Bank of America is not signing that check until you fix your house. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Right, right, right. But then when you deep when you dig a little deeper into banking, um you know the the banking we just talked about is, you know, standard personal lines, um uh, personal mortgages, that type of stuff. Uh, uh Michael Mills comes to mind with me. He he's with um Guaranteed Rate. He actually is working on helping me refinance the mortgage on my home. He's a okay. great guy. He's very detail oriented, very competitive rates. And he's very, even more than the competitive rates. He's very creative about solving problems. So if someone's looking to extract some cash out of their home, and you know I'm a business owner, uh, I work for Bradley and Parker, but I own my own corporation. Mm-hmm. So um, you know my accountant likes to use creative accounting to help me with my finances, and that makes it a little harder to get a mortgage. Michael Mills very has been very good about working around that to help extract some extra cash out of my equity in my home so that my wife continue to have things like granite countertops. You know what I mean? Yeah, the right. important things in life. Right. The, things like that. So um Um <laughs> uh, but she hears this those granite countertops oh, yeah, are so important. I don't even don't know. I, if I'm live gonna, without I don't even know if I'm gonna be giving my wife a copy to this link at this point. <laughs> After what I said about our parents and everything else, so who knows? <laughs> uh, but then, when you move into you know the uh, f- uh, the world of business banking and funding, Scott Bear is an amazing guy. He Lives in Suffolk County on Long Island. He works for m Bank, and he is another guy, and and he's a funny guy when you meet him because he's very quiet, uh, a little introverted, and and I am. Uh, very loud, boisterous, outgoing guy. You would never think that Scott and I would get along except that Scott and I have, like, this uh, connection, like a laser beam... When it comes to helping each other grow our businesses, and Scott is amazing at connecting people together and helping people with referrals and helping people to grow their business and as I said earlier i 'm happy to give you referral 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 and and when you give me one back i 'm going to give you ten more because I yeah. want to just keep those referrals coming in and that 's how Scott and I formed our friendship
0: Let's go back to our connections
1: and right and so scott 's focus is small business lending. When I first met Scott, I'm like, so you want to help a guy open a deli? And in my mind, I'm like, oh, Jesus, a deli, You know, $5,000 in premium, I don't want that guy because I want, I want to write the bigger stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, and Scott yeah. said, no, 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 I don't want to help a guy open a deli. That's, a, you know, that's difficult. It's, it's, it's a hassle. I want to help a guy that owns a deli or a restaurant open three more delis or restaurants. So he, oh, so
0: he's thinking of the bigger picture.
1: And so am I.
0: Uh, and that's where Scott and
1: I hit our stride together. And that's where we've helped each other. Um, another guy I think of is Robert Moserino at Sterling Bank. Sterling just acquired Astoria National Bank. So we've all heard of Astoria. and No one's ever heard of Sterling, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sterling is a commercial bank. They've focused on business owners. is all over Long Island and New York, the New York City metro area, obviously in Astoria in Queens. Mm-hmm. and Queens. And... Um, they were acquired by Sterling, and Robert Moserino's deal is alternative funding. So he'll do wacky things. You need you need money, ba- and they'll give you loans based on your payroll. Sounds what? Weir- sounds weird. But when you are a staffing company and you're billing somebody out at twenty dollars an hour, and you're only paying them ten dollars an hour, Sterling knows there's a ten dollar vig in there in the middle. Yeah. So they're going to take $3 of that $10 and Sterling can get paid their loan back and you can grow your business. And they do other alternative funding type things like if you want to expand a warehouse or you need a loan against some equipment that you own. Let's say you own five or six trucks that you don't have loans on but you need to buy a warehouse. You can use the equity in the trucks to buy a That's building. That's very creative. They're very, very creative lending, lenders, and I don't know anything about banking, so I'm probably screwing up everything I just said about <laughs> sterling. I'll have to reach but out the, to these guys. But the general, and oh, I can introduce you to him. He's very charismatic. He's a great guy. He's here on Long Island. He lives in Oyster Bay. He loves, uh, what's that thing when you Rowing? stand on the surfboard? And oh, paddleboarding. Paddleboarding. I suck at that. He loves it. Uh, and then another guy that comes to my mind is Keith Novitz, who's with Citibank. We all know Citibank
0: everybody in the mother knows Citibank.
1: has been around for a thousand years. My first bank account was with Citibank. Um, Keith is a little different in that he's dealing with large businesses. Uh, 10, 15, 20 million in revenue and up. But he's only probably got 15, 20 clients. That's it. Oh, wow. And he encourages cl- his clients to never go into a branch. Never wants you to go into a branch. Never wants you to walk up to an ATM machine. He wants you to just call him. And that's what I love about Keith because he's so service oriented and service related he just wants to get those you know obviously higher end clients that want that service that and and and, oh that's what it comes back to you have a business you have revenue coming in you own some real estate you you need 5 million bucks to buy another building to make an acquisition to buy a competitor he's gonna be there and have that checkbook ready for you to go, but more traditional lending. He doesn't want to do construction bonding money. He doesn't want to do the odd stuff that Sterling oh, wants. You're throwing out all these things and I have no idea. I'm learning so much. I right? don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just, I just sounds, know what my friend's doing. It sounds really cool. Sounds good, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so it's – and, and, the, and w- when we were offline, one of the cool things about what I do is seeing all the wacky ways – that people have found to make money. I have, yeah. a, I have a client that all he does is sell perfume. I have a client that all he does is sell ice cubes. I have a client that all he does is fix video games. And I and I get inside these guys' minds and it just reminds me over and over again that I have absolutely no balls. I haven't pulled the trigger on <laughs> starting my own business with anything. And I have a friend who owns a junkyard in Deer Park. His name is Jimmy Jimmy is an amazing guy. Yeah. And he bought, he showed, when I first met him 10 years ago, he shows me a picture. You know what a camper is? Like an, like an apartment on wheels, like a camper, like one of these old shitty campers. He shows me a camper that had been set on fire and he goes, what would you pay for this? And I go, uh, is that a trick question?
0: (laughs) I wouldn't pay anything for it.
1: Zero. He goes, I paid $800 for this. I go, why? Yeah. He goes because inside there are eight catalytic converters and they're worth by themselves I don't know what the numbers were, three hundred dollars each. Yeah. And then I sold the brake calipers. And then I sold blah blah blah. And then I sold blah blah blah. And I took my eight hundred dollar cost on this burned out camper. And after I sold the calipers and the and the and the and the, the Shit, the catalytic converters yeah, yeah, yeah. and the heads on the engines and this part and that part and the, the starter and da, 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 da. he ended up making you know two thousand bucks after his eight hundred dollars he spent. So it's like a three hundred percent return. Yeah, on an old burned out piece of shit.
0: That he, it's it's exactly what I was we saying he, before.
1: It's turning shit into money. He saw that, and he, all he saw was all these fucking schmucks want to only pay eight hundred dollars for this.
0: Eight hundred dollars is a steal for him.
1: Amazing, amazing. He's a he's a he's a cranky Cro-Magnon. Wouldn't (laughs) talk. You never want to have him on the show because he would sit here and say nothing. But he's such an amazing, beautiful person. Yeah, you know, like it's it's. I love what I do. I love meeting people. I love learning how they make money. I love helping people figure out how to make more money and protect their families. You know you. Dude, yeah, if, you can't, if you can't pay your bills, don't call me. You don't need to give me money for insurance. Yeah. Why give me money for insurance when you can't put food on the table for your kids? Yeah. But if your golden goose is giving you those eggs and you're making money. Yeah. That's when you need to protect that golden goose. Yeah. So that we can keep the money coming in for your family.
0: Yeah. And God forbid something happens. You don't have to worry about it all being taken away.
1: Right. No, we're going to give you a lawyer. We we'll make it go away as best we can, assuming it's covered. <laughs> after after your deductible, oh. <laughs> deductibles.
0: Just when you think you're all good to go, right? Whatever. You know what? It's it's part of the game. Yep. But I love it. I love it, man. That was a great way to end. That was a great way to end. Cool. How do how do people find out? Find you? Find out about you? Social media, whatever it is. If you want to give out your phone number, email. I mean, uh, I always caution phone numbers, but emails are no, probably safe. No, I, I
1: actually love my giving out my phone number. I'm not shy about it at all. My name is Jonathan Carroll. Uh, I like bowling. Do you I, really? No, not really. Oh, I was, I like, I was like, oh, like,
0: I would have never pegged you for a bowler. No,
1: no, I was being facetious. Uh, uh, I, I um, just started running, actually. I'm trying to gear up for a 10k in the middle of september i'll let you know how that goes good for you because uh, i'm a fat fuck like i said and i, I to just jump. i try riding my
0: bike all the time yeah, i was yeah, gonna yeah. ride my bike this morning it
1: fucking rained on the mountain, pissed but uh i'm at bradley and parker We're in melville uh we have almost 100 employees benefits 401k retirement planning business insurance professional home and auto umbrella uh whatever you need and, and if I didn't say it, I'm happy to give you advice or refer you to, even if it's to a friendly competitor to help with anything. Um, Jay Carroll at Bradley-Parker.com. 917-376-0075. 631-650-034. They shouldn't send dick pics. You, I'll take all the dick pics you want, but <laughs> oh, expect them to be posted on my LinkedIn page. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Animal.
1: If dick Animal. Picks is the worst you got, yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, right, you're doing bro. good. You're nothing on me, pal.
0: <laughs> God. All right, man. Thanks for being on. Um, couple, i gotta, I got to do a couple quick plug-ins. Uh, Draft Top, thank you so much for sponsoring the giveaway that's going on right now. So crush that subscribe button. Go online. Go to the Facebook page. Go to my Instagram page, Harrison underscore Baron. Find that link. get in the opportunity to win a draft top. I've I've worked it out with Sean Orman. They're giving one away. The what is to be determined. Oh, excuse me. I'm burping now. Um, Beer. Beer. Yeah, it's all about the beer. Um, But I appreciate the shout out of them for for sponsoring the giveaway. Help me out big time. The other other special thank you I want to give is obviously to the nerds that care. They're always helping me out, always taking care of me. Um, Something happens. If you if you need to protect your assets, you go to Jonathan. You need to make sure your business is running smoothly with your technology? You go to the nerds that care. It's that simple. You call the experts, you call do your research. And I'm not saying, you know, just call them if out of the blue. Do your research. We've we've proven time and time again to help people constantly and I'd like to say we're really good at what we do. Are we in for everybody? Maybe not, but they constantly you're trying to help and make sure that your business is up and running 100%. We, we work through we, the night regularly.
1: We are constantly trying. Not they. We.
0: True. All right, we. We talked about that earlier, right? That yeah. So. I, I separate myself a little bit when I'm no, podcasting. We, we, It's always we. Always. All right, we. So we're constantly trying to help you guys out. Always. That's that's and guys. Oh, now I'm not, now I'm getting paranoid cuz the whole guys conversation. But um we are we're, we're there for you to support you and your technology needs. With that being said, love the shit out of you guys. Please, please, please share. I normally don't ask, but it's apparently now I'm doing. I've been doing research, and it's proven to if I ask you to subscribe and share it, you will. So I'm hoping that actually works. But until next week, I think I have like three podcasts going on next week. I've been super, super busy lining people up left and right to get you guys out to the uh, out to the world. So on that note, peace.